Oh, wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 287 of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we're talking about the PlayStation 5 worldwide price hike. We're going to be talking about how Sony and Tencent are buying 30% of From Software. We're going to be talking about Game Informer's cover that is God of War Ragnarok in its combat preview, our Last of Us remake part one review, and how Sony is setting up its own mobile division with its latest acquisition. All that and more. But with all that said, and with all that out of the way, to the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Doing okay. Uh, yeah. A lot better today. Shout out to everyone who showed me some love yesterday. Yesterday was a rough day. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably get into it on the post show. I don't <laughs> want to bring down the main show too Absolutely. much, but it was a day, yeah. uh, but it's, it, it's behind us. I'm very looking forward to very much looking forward to the three day weekend up here in the States with Labor yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Saturday in particular, Joe. Why? You want to tell me why? I'm going to tell you why. Okay, please. I believe it's called national cinema day or national oh. theater day. Oh, the theater. All movies are $3. So I might just spend the day at the movies on Saturday. Honestly, yeah, just like three dollars. Just like go whatever, watch whatever I want to see. Like, yeah, yeah please, I'm gonna just. Then do I'll that. go to a Top Gun Maverick because you know I'm movie hopping. I'm spending oh, that three dollars. Talk about Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, please. loved it. Absolutely loved it. I hate how it is coming to. It's coming digitally, like in a few weeks. <laughs> I have to wait for the Steelbook for November. Yeah. Why? <laughs> no, I, I, and it's like, is it just to boost the theater tickets? That, I don't know. First it's off, frustrating. I, the movie's a phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like, it's dethroned Endgame. Like, it's just a lot of, yeah. I'm surprised, but it's so well deserved because it's such a great movie. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. That being said, though, we could turn this into a cinema podcast any day of the week. <laughs> I also have had a rough week, Kyle. Yes. Um, and I want to shout out the community who gave us a ton of love um, because, you know, my, we were supposed to do the trophy room stream day and the night mm-hmm. before, um, you know, I have an elderly pup. He's 12 years old and we had a situation with him. I'm going to get emotional, but I'm going to hold through. He's doing better. I'm optimistic for him. Um, he seems better. Good. Not a hundred percent. I, I think genuinely now he has a cold, but nonetheless, we're going to see how the next few weeks hold for him. Mm-hmm. But I'm optimistic, and I want to just thank everybody yeah. for just being so supportive. And with that, yeah. just a Marty. little thank you, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, the Trophy Room Stream Day has now moved from August 27th. It is now September 17th. So get your ducks in a row. No excuses. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, you got a date? Move it. They'll understand. You got a family <laughs> reunion? <laughs> you don't even like that, Uncle. So just come on by. Stop uh, uh, Stop on by. We got a, a whole bunch of announcements, a whole bunch of things to even give away. Maybe someone in this community was so generous enough to drop us their Horizon code Ooh. just to give it away. That's awesome. I know. So awesome. So again, the Trophy Room Community Stream Day, September 17th. And Join to, us. Add to that. Would you kindly? Uh, we will uh, we'll tweet out the games that we're playing. Yeah. Feel free to download them so you can play with us. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot of things that are going to be available to everybody, yeah. like Multiverses, Rumbleverse, yeah. obviously the Fork Knife. 
Yep. Uh, we're Fall Guys playing, is a, much, a must. Fall Guys, we're going to be playing some Jackbox yeah. and some like really fun party stuff. So like, yeah, yeah keep an eye out by. for what we're playing. Come on by. Maybe even some Last of Us. I don't even know. I don't even know. know. Maybe some cheap Platinums. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> we're part of the problem. Who cares? <laughs> uh, Kyle, t- uh, uh, before we get into the stuff, because there's a lot to talk about and a lot to get like angry about. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be uh, a fiery episode. I it's feel gonna like. be a fiery episode for sure. I I want to bring this question for you before okay. we talk about all the PlayStation stuff. The September state of play, boom. Supposedly it's happening. We're, we're announcing it right here. Yeah, uh, inside source sources. Trust me, bro. State of play. September Maybe that's 8th. how we can get a code if we just announce the date. <laughs> yeah, we're holding PlayStation hostage. Um, but supposedly it's September eighth. Okay. Do you buy? Do you buy the, all these rumors and speculations? So the only the only reason why I kind of buy that date mm. is because we talked. Well, was it last week or two yeah. weeks ago? With the Disney Marvel showcase happening on the ninth, I feel like you you Sony. Whatever showcase it is, we're going to see Spider-Man 2. That's a next year game. Yeah. I would I would be shocked if we don't see it at whatever showcase possible. So how do you navigate it with also being a Disney Marvel showcase? So why don't you show it on Sony stage first and then say check out more on the Disney Marvel showcase? So if it's a day before Synergy. That makes sense. Yeah. Synergy. Yeah. Uh, or maybe the Wolverine or like tease that stuff on go check it out tomorrow or mm-hmm. whatever else Marvel PlayStation business is happening. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I feel, I, I feel like PlayStation does things like this sometimes. Like um, they'll, they'll give people false dates, false information sure. just to make them look a little silly. Yeah. Um, that's something that's you know, supposedly been happening a lot, but it's also like, oh, people, I'll put people like uh, Roberto on blast, but like, how many times are you gonna say something's gonna happen? Eventually, it's gonna stick. Yeah, it's the boy who cried wolf kind of situation. Exactly. So, like for me, uh, look, I will love if it is next week. You can expect two episodes next week: one covering just the news, and then one covering this state of play or you know, showcase, whatever they're gonna call it. Um, on the, that Thursday, we'll stream it live and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be worried about that. We're gonna stream it, record it. It'll be out next week, but I just, how many times have my heart been broken about things? I truly think that it's probably mid September or maybe even late September. That's all. I just think PlayStation wants all of it, (laughs) all the time, all the space for themselves. So everybody's just talking about this event. That's fair. I, I, I meant to look this up beforehand. No, how dare you? Um, oh, so actually, last year's showcase was September 9th. On the 9th. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty close. Let yeah. me see what 2020 was. Yeah, yeah. Take take a check. Um, check a look. Because, like, the other thing that you, you stated as September, well. September. Like, no, wait. Yeah, oh. September 16th yeah. in 2020. So early to mid-September. Yeah. And that's probably where it's going to fall. Because, like, Mid-September makes sense. I think TGS starts in on the 20th or, like, somewhere in the 20th, 22nd uh, area. So, like, they're showing PSVR 2 there. So, I, I would think it's by the time TGS starts and somewhere September where... September oh, 15th it starts, by the way. When When's that? September 15th. Sorry okay. to cut you off. Yeah, no. So, probably somewhere around the, the second week of September. Maybe the 12th or 13th. 
It makes sense. I just so we're within two weeks. Yeah, I feel like it's just like to me. We know it's going to happen in September. It's just to. I feel like people are just doing it for clout. It's the eighth because my mom that works at Sony says it's the eighth. That type. It's of like stuff. it's like our favorite Nintendo bit of our the uncle that works at Nintendo. Exactly, <laughs> it's one hundred percent that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe just call me jaded, but I don't know if it's. it's this. It, I would love to be wrong. It's also that but. thing like where a lot of us are just hungry for a PlayStation showcase because it's been a bit. And I think we're so hungry for good news. We're yes, we are. We are. We're at that point where a lot of the future of what we're playing is shrouded in mystery. Yeah. So we only we're, know like theoretically two games that are coming out supposedly. Yeah. We know the final fantasy seven rebirth. Yeah. We know Forspoken. we know Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Wolverine's being worked on. Exactly. Is there that much more that we, we know about? I don't and think so. 20 plus studios now that exactly. work on PlayStation. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And then, like, the last one's multiplayer. So, like, yeah, all oh, that. That's true. Mm-hmm. We know that, but what's the future future holding? And, like, what is a sucker punch, you know, working on? What's a media molecule working on? Yeah, what's a haven yeah, yeah. working on? Mm-hmm. All those things we're going to find out. And I think, yeah, an hour long showcase definitely makes sense. That yep. being said, as well, just a little bit of housekeeping before we talk about all this PlayStation goodness. Uh, first and foremost, y'all, I'm sick. So if I sound sniffly, if you hear a sneeze, that's me. There's no stranger in your car. <laughs> I'm seeing double right now. So can you imagine? That's just a thing that you have to clarify. If you hear a sneeze while you're driving, <laughs> it's not somebody in your car. <laughs> it's someone in your trunk. Uh, that said, a little bit more housekeeping. I want to thank our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash. P.S. Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest members, Enigma, Stingray X, Jonas uh, Young, Ryan Masano, Steve, uh, Sean McKenzie, J.D. Dillinger. Thank you all so much for supporting us. I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our gold members. Too soon, Gavin Gossifried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, Stephen Flesh, Stoth Simon the Pie Man, Chaotic Monkey, oh, Enigma again, look at me, and Strubles and Bits. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Awesome Dave, Heidendors, Nagachaka, Marcus O'Neill, JB the Purple Monkey, Jettus Von Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Brenton Zachary, Kay Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, The Good Sir, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Annie Day now, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, The Lord Commander Kogi. Elo2032, Jinx, the 32nd, Bubble Boy N7, Jesse Garcia, Hambone, The Aztec King, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Stone Cold E.T. <laughs> <laughs> and ET sick astronaut junior not to be confused with astronaut senior green gorilla gamer Katie Stubbs and then M9 Prime thank you all so much for being amazing patrons like you are each and every week thank you so much it's the reason why we look yeah. so good we sound so great it's because your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS trophy room Kyle I'm in a fever state of like malaise Okay, I was, be careful how you were that. I, I'm in a fever. <laughs> and and I, think, <laughs> I think I know what got me sick. Oh, I, this is probably it's yeah, this the is probably first it. article on the news. So yeah. it's time to square up the news. Uh, before I square up this bit of news, yeah. Joe, where, where is this uh, from again? I oh, don't this see is the from, I'm sorry, this is from VGC. Fine. 
Again, from VGC, uh, they write PS5 price to increase in select markets due to global economic environment, including high inflation rates. The global economic environment is a challenge that many of you around the world are no doubt experiencing. We're seeing high global inflation rates as well as adverse currency trends impacting consumers and creating pressure on many industries. Based on these challenging economic conditions, SIE has made the difficult decision to increase the recommended retail price, the RRP, a PlayStation 5 in select markets across Europe, Middle East, and Africa, EMEA, Asia Pacific, APAC, and Latin America, LATAM, or LATAM, as well as Canada. There will be no price increase in the United States. Also, Joe Light is from the blog. The new RRPs below are effective immediately unless otherwise noted. In Europe, the PS5 with the disk drive is going to be $549.99. The digital edition will be $449.99. In the UK, uh, it, the PS5 uh, with the disk is $479.99. PS5 digital is $389.99. Japan, effective September 15th, 2022. The PS5 standard will be 60,478 yen, and the PS5 digital will be 49,478 yen. In China, uh, the PS5 standard will be 4,299 won, and PS5 digital 3,499 won. Australia, PS5 standard $799.95 Australian money. Whatever it's called there, PS5 Digital six hundred forty nine ninety five, Mexico PS5 Standard will be fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, uh, PS5 Digital twelve thousand four hundred ninety nine, and in Canada the PS5 Standard would be sixty four, oh my god six hundred forty nine ninety nine, PS5 Digital five nineteen ninety nine. While this price increase is a necessity given the current global economic environment and its impact on SIE's business, our top priority continues to be improving the PS5 supply situation so that as many players as possible can experience everything that PS5 offers and what's still to come. Oh, you're muted, by the way, Joe. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. I made a boo-boo this week. You know what I mean? <laughs> I shouldn't have given you all that currency. I have I, like you're we're talking totally about fine. You're totally fourteen thousand dollars in, in Mexican money. I'm moving yeah. down there tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a gosh dang millionaire. This is perfect for me. Um but listen, this is news that has rocked, I think, just the gaming world. We've never seen this before, Kyle. Like we've seen it on a regional like stage where like canada playstation 4 price yeah um, it was something that i didn't know until our our friend and loser of fantasy critic sean capri oh uh bless. tweeted about it um yeah. the, i mean it went up by about 50 bucks over there yeah. in canada uh but that was just because they had a failing dollar at the time right just like how they're losing fantasy league uh so <laughs> <laughs> but we've never seen it on the global stage like this and we're even seeing, you know, when asked Xbox doing the very diplomatic thing of our MSRP is five four ninety nine and three ninety nine, respectively, for Series S and X. You're mm. seeing Nintendo going, no, we have no plans to raise the price of the Nintendo Switch. Now, I will say this. 
let's hold off <laughs> giving anybody the pat on the back who is outside PlayStation land. As we've uh-huh. learned from two weeks ago when we made fun of the Oculus for raising their price of their machine yes. by 100 bucks, yep. the same energy must be met here. Oh, yeah. And uh, so with that, I want to go into a different way of attacking this news uh-huh. story. I want to go with Fuji, who writes in, like you can too, if you add us over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, or if you join the Casa de Trophy Room Discord server. Oh, that's an oldie. Uh, link down below in the description. So they say, or ask, the price the prices in Australia for the PlayStation 5 have increased by $50, uh, $50 Australian, which means the disc version is now $799 and the digital is $650. Do you think company, co- consumers will still buy a console or do you think at this point consumers might as well just wait for the next edition to be released? A pro or some version if that ever comes to light. And to couple this sto- uh, this question with another it's the insipid ghost himself, Luke Laura, the host of XEP, which did an amazing interview with Seamus Blackley that you all should listen to. Uh, he's the creator of the Xbox, and uh, it's actually insightful. So go over there, give him a click. He asks, how does the price hike coupled with the price of games impact this generation's sales overall? I don't think it will have a significant impact given the quality of first-party titles. Your thoughts? And I want to bring both of these to light because one perspective is the Australian perspective who is seeing their consoles being marked up by 50 bucks a pop. And then the other is an American perspective because as you've seen here, it seems like all major regions are getting a price increase for the most part, except for America. Good old US of A. Bagologies. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good over here all of a sudden, Kyle. So, do you think, Kyle, this is going to have an impact on people? Do you think this is going to hurt PlayStation? What are your overall thoughts? I mean, you said it best to keep the same energy. This sucks. It really does suck. I, I don't. If I want to play devil's advocate, I can understand why with the outside sources and e- economic whatever. But Sony and PlayStation are making a lot of money to begin with. You're right. So this to me is very greedy seems, and, yeah. and and it seems like they're taking advantage of what is still a hot commodity and still not as readily available. So they're yeah, so, but I, I don't, I, to with Luke's question, I don't think it's going to impact sales overall. I think people are still going to go out and buy them. Isn't that it a just, crazy thought? It's very, it's very crazy, and it's the same kind of thing where, I mean, for example, just because it, it's happening this week, people talk about like they don't want to buy Last of Us Part One. People are still going to buy it. It's still going to be on the sales chart. Like it, I feel like a lot of complaining is going to happen or seeing things as not worth it, quote unquote. But they're still going to go out and get it. Right. They still want the thing. It's just, it's a bad situation. It's a bad look. And yeah. I, I think you're right. So let's let's step back a bit. Yeah. Right. Is this a good look for Sony? Absolutely not. Because to me, you're taking a look of a console that PlayStation has stated previously. And it's still a fact. The PlayStation 5 
is profitable. It's a profitable console. They told it to their shareholders over a year ago that this console was profitable. They started making a profit. And as we've seen with, you know, how we've learned from uh, consoles previously is that every batch of PlayStation 5 sold, the next batch gets a little cheaper to make and a little cheaper to produce. Like one of the stories I was going to, you know, put in the doc, but I'm, I wanted to put it here is the PlayStation 5 has a new SKU that I, I is slimmer. Mm-hmm. Like the standard PlayStation 5 is now as, uh, or sorry, light, uh, is now as light as the digital edition when it launched. Yeah. So, for example, it launched in 2020. The disk drive was 9.9 pounds, digital 8.6. In 2021, disk drive version went down to 9.25 pounds, digital down to 7.9. This year's iteration, Disk drive is down to 8.6 pounds and digital is down to 7.5. So they're finding out how to make this thing more efficiently and how to shrink down the parts so that they can make more of these on the same wafers, right? Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, the argument of like, oh, we're losing money on this. Yeah. It's it's more like we're losing profit on this. We want to make the same profit that we were going to make prior to inflation. So instead of you know, taking the hit on our profit, we're going to bring that cost to you, the consumer. And that's just not a good look. Yeah, and no. like, to me, this is not like a PlayStation V Xbox thing. I expect no. Xbox to take the hit. Honestly, goodness, they just bought a company for 80, almost $70 billion, right? And like we've, billion. Talked, we've talked about it. Game Pass is their moneymaker. Right. That's their focus. And even then, like, that's a growth number for them. So like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm expecting them to take the hit because they're a company that has, you know, their Azure servers, uh, you know, contract work with like the like several governments. Um, You have then their consumer products like Word and Windows that are just so huge. I expect them to take the hit when you're a trillion dollar company. Who I am proud of is oddly Nintendo. And I think they're the ones that kind of need the pat on the back Uh right now Uh because this is a company that's like, hey, guys. You know, we're not even going to try to remake Tropical Freeze. We're just going to bring the Wii U port over to the Switch, charge you 60 bucks. You're going to thank us for it. We're going to charge you for one of, if not the worst online experiences out there. We're going to tell you that you have six months to buy Mario and we're taking them off the storefront. Like, that's the type of company we're dealing with. And even them, they go, nah, we're, we're good. <laughs> Like that is, that is insane. Nintendo's not a company that has their arms in other in, or hands in other pies. They're literally strictly games and toys. Mm-hmm. And even them, they're just like, nah, this isn't a good look. Their hardware is made to be profitable off the gate. That's why Nintendo systems are usually so underpowered. Even them, they're just like, nah, this is not a good look. We're not going to do this. Um, which that is awesome. But again. It's a wait and see because I would love to praise both of these companies, but again, we were we were so wrong on this, and I think this is just such a a bad look because you know when we were talking about when the PlayStation Five was launching, this thing can't be more expensive than the Xbox. Mm-hmm. This thing has to launch at five hundred, four hundred, respectively, mm-hmm. or else this thing's gonna bomb. And now we're saying, well, who knows? Because their IP are that strong, and I think what PlayStation is trying to get away with is this, hey, we want to make the same amount of profit so that the arrow is pointing upwards and it's not you know a little scattered. 
And so we're bringing the cost to you just like how every other like major company is doing. Like you go to the grocery store and it's like, yeah, that's more expensive. Houses are more expensive. Mm -hmm. Cars are more expensive. My dad got into an accident. He's all right. But like he had to pay a $5,000 premium on the car that, that he, that he needed. And they knew that. And they took advantage of that situation and him. And there's just so many other examples of things going up in price where I think PlayStation thinks, well, this is just the norm for so many people that they won't notice it or they'll give us the pass on. But to me, it's like, you're not a necessity. You're not a car. You're not a house. You're not Mm -hmm. a, you know, you're not rent. Like those are, those are necessities. You're a commodity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's did, to me is is what makes this feel so so much dirtier, I think. And also, like this makes me worried about whatever the hell PSVR2 is going to cost out of yeah. the gate. Like like are they going to sell that at a loss or are they going to come out of the gate and try to profit immediately? Uh, like I don't, I don't, I don't trust them anymore. I, yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's such a good point. And like M Nine Prime writes in, he goes, uh, "Why do you think the price hike was so inconsistent? The USA has no hike. Uh, Canada has a twenty dollar hike, while EU and UK have higher hikes. Either the uh, oh, sorry, even though as of writing this, uh, the euro is about one dollar and thirty one cents Canadian." <sighs> Man, I wish I was an economic yeah, expert. I'm so also I not smart enough to really like d- deep dive into yeah. this. But. Um, but I would assume it's probably inflation rates over there in the individual regions. So like we're talking about right now uh, in terms of like strength of the euro versus like the strength of the dollar. I believe it's almost even where the euro, the euro is usually way stronger than the dollar is. And they are now seeing that it's almost at parity between the U.S. dollar and the euro. And that's why prices are going up so dramatically there. And it's going to get worse as the Russian aggression in Ukraine gets worse as their energy crisis starts rolling in, especially over there in like Germany. So I think PlayStation's kind of looking at the economic situation in the next three to six months going, ooh, things might get a little tight over there. So we should probably probably fluctuate according to where the market will be three to six months from now, if that makes any sense. But you're right. Again, all of this sucks and it's so inconsistent. And us as Americans, Kyle, we don't get any of it because Mm -hmm. we are the most important market. Every market that you see this price hike, PlayStation is just so dominant in those areas, like the UK, like in the UK, the Sorry, like the European Union in, in, in Europe, in uh, in Saudi Arabia, all those, the Middle East. PlayStation's huge there. So they're just like, yeah, we get to we get to take advantage of the situation a little bit by making sure our profits remain high, even though this console is still profitable. We want to just keep, again, that profit. And that's just greed. I'm sorry. Yeah. At the end of the day, it just is. I've also Go been noticing now. that, like... It seems to me like there are more drops of new consoles being like 
available to purchase. Yes. And they've been sticking around longer too. Like they're not selling out like almost immediately. So you're starting to see them solve that problem that they've been having, which, which is it just so happens to coincide with a price like Exactly. Like it's it's very again, it's very dirty. And here's the, the thing, I Kyle. I, I, I this is a this is a question for the audience here. I'm genuinely wondering this. For those of whom are waiting on a PlayStation 5 or looking to get one, has this changed your mind? Are you going to wait for the sim like Fuji or are you going to actually still jump on this because God of War is coming in a few months? I genuinely want to know because for me, as the American perspective and as someone who already owns a PS5, when I walk into a retail establishment like a GameStop, mm -hmm. I go, hey, so like, do you just sell PlayStation 5s on their own? No. A lot of the retail places like GameStop, Best Buy, I don't know Target, um, but they sell them in bundles. So they're like, yeah, you could buy a PlayStation 5, but... I believe Walmart sells it on its own. On its own. So, like, if I walk into a GameStop, they're like, yeah, you need a, this controller headset bundle, 650 bucks. And Call of Duty Vanguard. Like, like, yeah, some no random, some random yeah. game. And... I wonder if people won't notice because so many of like the mom and pop like retail shops are like the brick and mortar versions, not like online, but like mm -hmm. are selling them in bundles. So people are just like, yeah, it's the bundle. I'll go pick it up. Or has the bundles and even scalpers shown Sony that, hey, people are hungry for this and they will pay. 550 bucks yeah now, you, like people buy the bundles just to get the console because that's how scarce yeah. it was they know the choice uh, again i i do think this is going to hurt playstation and not to sound like oh, i hope it hurts playstation i hope they get humbled by this yeah i do i would love to see xbox you go you know black friday hey we're dropping our price by 50 bucks you know we're dropping our price by 20 God, bucks. that'd be uh, such a baller move exactly and i think it's it's those moments that will humble PlayStation to maybe go back and course correct because I don't yeah. like this move. It's so inconsistent. Mm -hmm. It is something where again you've bragged in public that this thing is already profitable. So it just seems like you want the same profit and you're passing it on to us, and that's not great. It'd be different if they never said they were profitable. Yeah, this price like happened, but they have to for their shareholders. Exactly. So again, exactly. if they if they said like last quarter, hey, listen, the console's no longer profitable, <laughs> then yeah, this is a different story. But yeah, as of right now, the console's still profitable. And again, it's just it's passing that over. I don't care about the seventy dollar game. You know, yeah, I don't either. I can understand the inflation there because that is over a ten plus year time. Yeah. But this is two years this thing's been out on the market. Yeah. And one other thing too, because I've seen the PlayStation Defense Squad out. Going well. I hope you keep the same energy for the iPhone when it comes out next week, and it's a hundred bucks more. It's like, okay, I'll raise you that with the new iPhone. There is no new PlayStation Five, right? Yeah. That is a new iteration of a product that is mm -hmm. has better quality specs, better quality camera. So yes, they could charge a hundred bucks more, and it's not like the last year's model won't be discounted either. Because that's what usually happens in Apple is that everything once the new thing comes out, mm -hmm. everything else just just goes because that, that just makes sense, below. right? Like, why yeah. would you not have? Why would you have the same price of the older model as the brand new thing? If they raised it across the board, because there's literally six different iPhones out, like you can literally buy, you can still buy the iPhone with a button. 
You believe that in 2022? Oh, man, I missed the button. Year of our Lord. You can still do it if you want, <laughs> if you're crazy. Like, if that one reads priced by 100 bucks, you have a right to be upset. But none of those are. The new product is not the old one. Nice try, but a swing and a miss. So, yeah. again, I hope we came at this through a different perspective. Uh, but if you're upset, you're right to be upset. And I genuinely want to know if you're looking for a PS5, are you still looking? Has this turned you off? Because I've seen a lot of creators say it's going to, but is it really? I really want to know your perspective because I'm going to be skewed. Kyle's going to be skewed. Everybody is. So yep. I want to know yours because you're the one that Absolutely. is actually going out and hunting for one uh-huh. of these. Kyle, anything more you want to state here? Are we done being angry? Uh, uh, let me be angry in the same realm just for a quick second. Quick second. Uh, Walmart had consoles today. I was like, okay. oh, let me try it because I want a second one for my bedroom. Sure. Guess what happened? Um, what? Purchase didn't go through again. I got denied <laughs> oh. again, just like PS Direct. I'm yeah. thinking it's my credit card, so I have to call them. All right. Walmart, uh, you're on notice. I was very upset, Walmart. How dare you? Yeah. How dare hey. you? Anyways, oh, this is going to make me upset for a whole nother reason. Chris Scullion over at VGC writes, Sony and Tencent are buying 30% of Elden Ring Studio from software. Elden Ring Studio from software has announced that it's selling shares to Sony and Tencent, which will result in them owning a combined 30% of the company. In an official notice published by From Software's parent company, Kata, Katakawa Corporation, it Kodakawa. was announced. Koda? There's an A in the front, though. Sorry. Katakoda. You know what? We're American. <laughs> Katakawa um, Corporation. I'm it so was sorry. announced. That and I said, here's the thing that sucks. Let's stop. I said it with so much confidence. Like, you let did. me stop you here. You 100% did. I love it, though. Like, I'm sick. Katakawa Corporation. It was announced that new shares will be issued to Six Joy Hong Kong, a subsidiary of Tencent and Sony Interactive Entertainment. According to the document, once the shares have been issued, Six Joy will own 16.25% of From Software and Sony will own 14.09%, with Katakawa continuing to own the remaining 69.66%. Nice. Nice. In the notice, Katokawa explains that it, quote, recognizes the enhancement of capabilities for the creation, development, and deployment of game IP as one of the group's highest priorities, end quote. As such, it decided to allow From Software to arrange a third-party allotment to Six Joy and Sony in order to gain extra funding that may help it publish its own games globally. Last week, Bandai Namco Europe COO Arnaud Muller said the company had been working hard behind the scenes to secure IP and partnerships with developers in an attempt to protect itself from the impact of in- industry consolidation. It seems like old Victor has defeated you, Bandai Namco. Uh <laughs> Elden Ring so big that from software looked at it going, we can start doing this ourselves, y'all. <laughs> uh, you know, from software again usually publishes their games in Japan, but worldwide uh, they use a number of different um, partners. I think for yeah. Bandai, for for Elden Ring and like Dark Souls, I think it's universally through Bandai Namco. But like uh-huh. we've seen them go through like Sekiro was Activision, right? Activision. Yeah, for at least the North American version uh, of Sekiro. So they used Demon Souls other was Demon Atlas? Souls was Atlas and from Software. On PS3. In Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, PlayStation it was published in place uh, uh published by PlayStation in Japan. In, yes, but Atlas not, everywhere else. Yeah. Okay. That being said, Marvin Narvin writes in Ooh, with an observation. I love the name. Love the name. Uh, and they reach us over at Twitter again. At 
Twitter at PS Trophy Room. Uh, Tencent invested around $140 million and Sony around $120 million into From Software for a combined 30%. Therefore, From Software has a $866 million evaluation. Katakoa uh, originally bought From Software for $17 million back wow. in 2014. Now it's worth over 5,000% more in 2022. And that's without inflation. Ooh, that's wow. What a gosh dang deal you got on your hands, Kotakawa. Oh my Someone goodness. Needs to, uh, some might call it insider trading. Yeah. Somebody needs to tell me something that I can invest in to get this kind of return. <laughs> also, like, isn't, like, why is insider trading bad? Let us know that too. Yeah, but, uh, eh. Martha Stewart, right in. That's kind of that's kind of like a richer gets richer kind of situation. Yeah, it's like well, I don't know. If someone tell you like yep. I got an inside source. I don't know. <laughs> Drellish writes in from Nintendo. Drellish <laughs> 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 writes in European greetings, Joe and Kyle. So Green. stoked to hear you you guys presenting another episode to Every the week? Sony and Tencent share acquisition from from software. Of, of From Software, I found this interesting tidbit not presented in any reportings thus far. Tencent was strategically chosen by From Software for the, and wait for it, quotes here, strengthening its capabil- capabilities to develop and deploy mobile games and other network technologies in a global market. And for Sony, it looks slightly different. Quote, the company conducted a third-party allotment with Sony as the allottee with the aim of strengthening its relationship with the Sony group over the long term. Wait for it. And creating new IP of the company and maximizing the utilization of its existing IP in anime anime and game fields. And Drellish continues, are we getting an Elden Ring anime slash TV series slash movie? Could very well be. Absolutely, we are. And their question, do you think From Software follows separate strategies and outcomes for each Tencent and Sony? Interesting to know that microtransactions have never been a part of From Software's thinking. And I wonder if Tencent will open those doors through the acquisition. Looking at the mobile side specifically. Ooh, Kyle, what do you think of all this? What do you think of why From Software chose Tencent? Why they chose Sony? And what do you think about them going into the mobile space first? Sure. Uh, the Sony part, I think, just makes sense because that relationship's already been a thing. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, the Tencent thing is not something that I'm super familiar with and knowledgeable not of. Not like, about either. It, yeah, that that's also a thing. Like, I, I could care less if they do mobile stuff, just because I know that's not going to be something that I'm going to check out, mm-hmm. at least for, like, a From Software mobile thing. Um, I mean, it just makes sense, right? They want their own money to do their own thing. I'm happy it was with Sony for a part of it. Because uh, that makes me excited for the Sony from relationship in the future. Oh, yeah. Uh, look at me talking highly and, and looking forward to from oh, software games. Yeah. What has happened to me? The I show know. Has me. I know. Um, and I love indie games now. Like, really do. Like, I know. legitimately. Uh, it's like oh, we man. changed people, Kyle. <laughs> Next week, we should, you know, I think we tried this in the past. Let's what? do a back, uh, screenshot of our backgrounds and, <laughs> and swap, <laughs> and swap camera pictures. Yeah, um, 
I yeah, I, it's it's interesting. I'm happy it didn't get bought out outright because that would have just been a hell day on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no matter what bottom, I I think it's interesting that you and Drellis both went to like an Elden Ring anime TV series movie thing. Yeah, why not Bloodborne? <laughs> oh yeah, that's happening. That, like I, that's that's what I thought first before Elden Ring. Yeah, that is 100 and t- okay. Let's get right into it. Let's let's Joe, All right, go ahead. The- Let, let's start it right cuz it's been a while, Joe. It's been a while. It's been like 2275 days since There the it is. We haven't board. heard that. We haven't heard that in a bit. Give or take. <laughs> and that quote of utilizing existing IP in anime and gaming fields. That interests me a great deal. <laughs> because as we know, Bloodborne game of the generation, last generation. I don't make the rules. That's just a fact. Wow. And um, spitting in the face of Ghost of Tsushima like that. Just, How could you? Oh, I mean, they're both so good. <laughs> why can't it be both? Why do we have? Why I is agree. always one game? I agree. But that's that's the interesting thing. So okay, Tencent worries me. This is a company that has made is the biggest money maker in games. Um, and has done this like silent takeover of gaming of the gaming industry for the last decade, and it is concerning. It really is. Um, again, it's I what be, Embracer like, broken... is hoping to be is what I'm getting at. Kind of, but it's it's more like where their censorship lies, ah. um, controlling what certain companies can say or can't say about a certain company that they're in. China mm, that mm, does concern mm, me mm-hmm. um, and the overall like ignorance of it or willful ignorance of it that I've seen both from the inside and outside of the of the industry is is quite alarming that being said though you know when we talk about mobile I do think they're talking about more like gotcha games so how do we make an Elden Ring gotcha game and how do we do it in the from software fashion so that it's not so beat beat yourself over the head with um, that is interesting to see, uh, to, to kind of see how that pans out. And honestly, Kyle, mm-hmm. taking a look at this right here, right now, it's probably why they chose Tencent. It's like, Hey, you got, you guys have, it's kind of like the similar with the Bungie, uh, acquisition. You guys know how to make mobile work. We know how to make our games appeal to a wide range of audience. And we know how to create our own genres. Right. Um, so why can't we do that in the mobile field? I think that's why that partnership is there. It's kind of to strengthen each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the PlayStation side of things, and uh, I this is not an original thought. Shout out to Christopher Dridge over at the game, uh, sorry, GameIndustry.biz, who said this is how you secure things to be third party, right? Like if you're PlayStation, you infuse your partners that you don't want to see go, or maybe one time at at, at one time go uh, in the future. This is how you make them stay. Uh, I think that is incredibly important. I think PlayStation's relationship with From has been strained uh, in in past memory. Um, I think PlayStation saw them on the Xbox stage and probably was just like, ooh, this could get out of our hands. Because, yeah, From Software games are kind of synonymous with PlayStation, and you don't want that leaving you. So Mm -hmm. let's create a partnership together where we're working together to help each other benefit. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if the next Elden Ring, let's just say, or next, you know, IP coming from some, from software gets shown off at PlayStation stages from here on out. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think you're getting anything special because that's not how from software ro- rolls, but you're going to see it marketed alongside other PlayStation exclusives as it, it as if it was an exclusive while it's still being third party. That's what you're going to to see here. And with that, mm-hmm. you're going to see them kind of similarly like with Bungie. Hey, we want to go into anime. Why not make a berserk style Bloodborne show? Why not make a Elden Ring anime? Those things can happen. And PlayStation wants to get in that in a big way. That's why they created PlayStation Productions. And give Elden Ring, give From Software rather, the tools in order to do that just makes sense. And this next question here, Clear Wings writes in, question for the show. With the recent purchase of the stake in From Software, do you think that this is a signal? of outright acquisitions of sorry the end of outright acquisitions this year or do you think there will be a big one from sony so you know again i do think now this clears the way for bloodborne to at least get a 60 frame patch we saw a weird patch all of a sudden on a random what tuesday well it, it, it's the servers are going down right today mm-hmm. actually i yeah. think so for me it's yeah. So it's weird. Mm-hmm. Things are lining up. And yeah, maybe this allows for someone like Bluepoint to come in, make it, and have Miyazaki come in and give them pointers, give them tips, and give them advice as a advisory role. Like mm-hmm. we've been saying for a very long time now. <laughs> so that's how you make this happen. But Kyle, throwing this over to you, we saw a few weeks ago, Square Enix was just like, hey, we're looking. We're looking to sell stakes in our studios. Yeah. Do you think that this is where where PlayStation is going to start going? It's like, we don't need to buy publishers. We need to buy studios or stakes in studios mm. to make sure that there is some Sony incentive. We don't have to go out there and spend $80 billion. We can work with a few hundred million dollars to help secure studios to exclusively work with us. It's interesting. I I don't know if that apply. Literally, I don't think that would work with any other place other than from. Mm-hmm. The reason being is because from is already under two different umbrellas. Right. It is under the Kodakawa company. And, and then te- that is under Tencent. Well, or no. Not Tencent. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. But like there's other there's more hands in the. Yeah. In whatever they're making. You know sure. what I mean? So, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that one. I uh, so I I think that makes sense because there's so many moving pieces. So okay. they, they couldn't outright buy it because there's a lot. Oh, uh, I get where you're saying. A lot saying. of hurdles. You know what I mean? So like if you go to a square. Right. It's only just square. Right. So I don't know if, if that would be a kind of a deal that they would do with them because there are no other ties you know what i mean so like what you're saying is they won't go after kotakawa because kotakawa has their hands in so many cookie jars yeah yeah, yeah. and whatever have you so like Mm -hmm. with square it's like yeah no they do games or they already had like a 10 cent exactly kind of partnership already i was so like i didn't mean if if anyone's watching the video version they're like what is kyle looking at i'm trying to find I thought I saw it today and it's just not coming to my brain. When did Sony initially invest in from? 
and uh, Katakawa. They invested. Is that in, last year? Yes, last year. It so was within a, a year, alliance. Yeah, so within a year, they have upped that strategic alliance pretty heavily. Because, I mean, they see the success of Elden Ring, and they go, yeah. oh, wow, if we don't do something, someone will, and that someone could be a Microsoft. That someone could be a, a whole Tencent coming in to scoop the whole thing uh, yeah. in a hole, or whatever have you, whatever outside source. Um, it, it could run away with us. And if you see an Activision Blizzard walk away from you, you're really thinking about what games, what genres, what studios matter to you and what you want to make sure stays on your platform. And you want to make sure from software stays because God forbid they leave Elden Ring two is gone and you have to find something that can try to hemorrhage that, that, that bleed. That is a, it's a big, uh, big shoe to fill. Yeah, absolutely. So again, that's why these things make sense. So Mm -hmm. do I think, we're not we're never going to see another acquisition absolutely not we're we're seeing like i'm sorry we're going to see stuff we're going to see stuff from everybody microsoft's still hungry you know playstation's hungry you know you're going to see outside things we didn't think we're going to be interested in games be interested in gaming um you're going to see outside entities and like you know we we talked i I joked about it earlier this week there could be a day where sony gets acquired by someone someone much bigger than them and that's going to be an interesting day, but like nothing is out of the realm of possibility anymore. So if I'm Sony again, I'm taking a look at what matters to me. And I think the smart thing that we've seen Sony done is grow X dev. Like there are so many devs we haven't heard about yet because they're in X dev. Like I believe ballistic moon is a studio. They acquired a few weeks back. That's making a secret RPG for them. Right. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing, you know, studios like firewalk. We're seeing studios like, you know, Haven get acquired and are making stuff. PlayStation studios, Malaysia. Right. Right. What are they working on? (laughs) Something for exactly. So like there are so many tiny studios that they're partnering with growing, putting seed money into and they're hoping that those things hit and if they hit who knows maybe sony puts a ring on it maybe sony creates a strategic alliance with them and if they don't they could kind of just cut them off and say hey at least we tried because you may get a situation where you get an order 1886 or you could get an elden ring situation where hey it was such a big success with Bloodborne, they go off, they do their own thing, they start growing into this mega company that just gains the eyes of all gamers, you know, in the month of February and becomes yeah. this 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 cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. uh within our industry. And you want to make sure that again you protect those things. So I think that's what Sony's doing right now. I think you're still gonna see acquisitions out of Sony. I do think you're probably gonna see one big one that'll turn, you know, turn your head. Uh, but I think for the most part, they're going to be smaller purchases. I think they're going to be companies that they're working alongside with. And that's the thing that I want. We were, I'm a broken record. That's what I want to see from them. Yep. Yeah. Hey, put a ring on uh, Ember Lab, please. 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 But also, Bloodborne 2, all but conferred at this point. <laughs> Existing games, IP, Bloodborne 2 is happening, baby. It's happening. It's coming. <laughs> Now more than ever. Now it's just like it's a matter of when I see that trailer, Kyle. That's the energy I have. Yeah, it's happening. All right, Kyle. Uh, before we move on, though, yes, a fun little video I watched on YouTube the other day. Oh, uh, Elden Ring. 
Okay. It's on topic. Uh, there's on PC recently, there's been a uh, mod oh. that makes Elden Ring impossibly hard. And I watched uh, a YouTuber, uh, very big. I've never heard of this person before. Iron Pineapple oh, on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, play this mod and it is crazy how crazy What's so in the um oh my god i can't the the mage the mage renala yeah renala yeah not only is it renala it's the dragon and three oh. other four other bosses at the same time oh, and it just it, it, it the mod does this really funny thing like you know the when you go kill the sleeping dragon was a mm-hmm. good way to get runes quickly yeah. You go do that and you do that whole thing to get 10 runes this time because oh. they modded it to be extremely unfair. It is fascinating to see how good these people are in this game <laughs> <laughs> with all of that because I've been through it with yeah. only like the base stuff. Yeah, It's wildly entertaining and cool. So there go check go. that one out. There you go. And with that, Kyle, it is time for the next story. On the... Look at this. We've spent almost an hour on the first two pieces. It's a wild week. It's a wild week for PlayStation. We Take going away, over Kyle. two hours? We might. Jordan this might Kerblick. be Lord of the Ring. This might be a Lord of the be. Ring, Kyle. Uh, maybe we'll have an extended mode uh, version as well. <laughs> extended uh, oh, Yeah. Jordan Gerblick over at Games Radar writes, God of War Ragnarok gives Kratos a whole new suite of elemental moves. A few big details about God of War Ragnarok combat have been unveiled, including the fact that Kratos will have a whole new suite of elemental powers as well as two very different shields. The new information comes courtesy of Game Informer, which also revealed some new screenshots, one of which you can see above. Speaking on the upcoming sequel's combat, lead combat designer Mahir Sheth uh, said they wanted it to feel like Kratos is playing with his food. Yes, really. Quote, that's an internal philosophy that we've had since back in the day, Sheth said. Kratos plays with his food. We tried to create systems you want to engage with that are fun, very playful, lots of different routes. And when we looked at the combat in the last game, we were like, we can push this further. We can find new toys and ways of playing with enemies and strategies. That's been the guiding principle more than anything else, end quote. One of those new systems gives Kratos new ice and fire elemental powers, which he'll be able to switch through by pressing triangle. That'll afflict Kratos' axe, uh, spoilers, I won't say that, with weapons signature moves. One is called Frost Awaken and freezes enemies, and the other is called Whiplash and inflicts fire damage. Hmm. We've known there would be different shields in God of War Ragnarok, but now we know how two of them work. The Dauntless Shield is specced for fast-paced combat and parrying, which, if timed correctly, will let the player use a smash attack that stuns enemies and sends them flying. Meanwhile, the Stonewall Shield is way tankier and can't parry. Instead, it builds up kinetic energy as it absorbs attacks and once fully charged can be slammed into the ground to send out a pulse that knocks enemies off balance nah, by the man. way that's G- give me a parry <laughs> that spoiler that i didn't say has yeah. nothing to do with ragnarok it's about the first game i don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't sure. played it yet but you know <laughs> i mean Come on. yeah you can infer what i didn't want to say <laughs> <laughs> that being said uh i love what one person uh said on twitter is like the masters of melee combat are are showing you what it's what it is what it's all about here mm-hmm. um you know when we talk about man and, and we talked about it i think a month ago when when the date was announced of like i'm worried i'm worried because we are 
God of War has to live up to Elden Ring, which is literally a game that to so many is one of, if not already, their favorite game ever. Uh, and mm-hmm. a masterpiece on so many levels. And this is the only thing that is of, you know, already we're already putting on that that caliber of game of the year quality. Gotcha. I'm just always nervous because I feel like Kyle, I mean, we'll talk about The Last of Us for uh, uh, just a, a second here, that I do feel like as a PlayStation fan, our games are rated at a different level. Yeah, that like, it's wild. I saw some graphics today. Apparently, PlayStation exclusive games just sit at 88. Right. That is, like, the go-to end Metacritic score. Like, that's wild. They've all <laughs> ended up on that. And, like, to us, like, they're they're phenomenal. They're Still fantastic. phenomenal, yeah. But, it, you know, it's so much harder now because there are so many more outlets um, to break that 90 scale. Like, a lot of people don't take that into into account when it's like well why did the last of us score at 85 when it first came out and now it's at an 88 it's like well because you know with the the creator boom on youtube that also did or had ripple effects on not just the youtube field but the blogging field and those blogs became sites of their own like vgc started from somewhere yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. ps Mm -hmm. lifestyle started from somewhere that's what we're trying to get at so like they're just rated at this this there's so many more outlets and they're rated on such a, a varied scale. But I also think there's something to be said of like it's why we don't have necessarily a a, a rating thing because numbers are dumb. Yo, <laughs> real like, dumb. They're like, do you just really like it? But I'm just it, worried it about it just welcomes unnecessary vitriol. Debate. Yeah. Debate that we don't need. Let's just enjoy the game. Exactly. But I'm just worried because I feel like I don't know, y'all. Maybe I'm just being really inflective here. But just the conversations around video games has just been so toxic. It's been draining. It's draining. It's like, can we... Why Why is this, this Xbox play? Like, why is it like, you know... Why is it like, oh, when, when is PlayStation fans going to actually fight back? Where are Xbox fans? It's like, what about we just shut up? We just mind our own business. We play Just love games. what we love, man. That's what we've been preaching forever. Let's just, just love what we love and play the hobby we all Yeah, enjoy. and just talk about our community, celebrate them, and give yeah. thoughtful feedback. Not this, like, thing that feeds clicks. It's, it's, so, it's so draining. And that's why, Kyle, to me, when I saw this, to make a very long story short, I was relieved. Because I was like, ah. Now you show me. Now you show me why I was just such a dummy for having that anxiety in the first place. Uh-huh. Because this all sounds really great. Like yeah. the whole idea of playing with your food. I'm thinking of like the juggling of God of War One when I was or sorry, God of War twenty eighteen. Yeah. Uh when I'm seeing that that juggling happening. Or just going back to like all the way to God of War One. Like just having those enemies consistently in the air and just yeah. juggling them so that they don't touch the ground. Or or throwing the axe and choosing to melee with fists for at mm-hmm. one enemy and then calling it back and attacking another enemy with the axe and switch like it, yeah oh, it's so and, good. and to see them go yeah we don't think that button was used enough so we're gonna use it in really unique ways to kind of help you uh go through your journeys and and make the combat a little mm-hmm. bit more um to have a little bit more depth and that that excites me and then like the shield thing it's like oh yeah the shield in god of war 2018 as i remember it i didn't use it much i'm much of a i'm more of a dodge and parry person yeah. so i'm just mm-hmm. like 
yeah, give me different shields that do different things. This is this this is how you evolve that combat to make it feel yep. different. So yep. I don't know. I, I saw this and I'm excited. And now I'm like, all right, the weeks to come, we're going to get more. The marketing's yeah. here. So Kyle, take it away, man. What are you what are your thoughts, your feelings on all of it? Oh my God. I, I love seeing it because it was it came at the perfect time. Yeah. It it was yes, I'm hungry for exciting PlayStation game stuff to see, new stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like not that I forgot God of War is coming. Like I knew it was coming this year. We've been banking yeah. on it all year long, but I still had like the old trailers in my mind. And and to see a side by side of what we saw and then what it looks like in like combat and gameplay with HUD and everything. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. It is it is it's like, becoming real. It's becoming exactly. It, yeah. It's like the le- like Christmas is coming soon, and, and that is Ragnarok and, and whatever comes with it. And I told you before we started recording, it had nothing to do with the combat or anything. There is mm-hmm. this just small little clip of uh, Kratos, Atreus, and Mimir in the canoe going through a cavern or a cave, and I just want to live in that cavern. Yeah, it is gorgeous looking and that is on twitter that that image is like compression compressed and and i am just this is going to be another showpiece for playstation 5 visually everything and it it was very another thing that took me back a little bit was when i think of god of war 2018 Mm -hmm. i think dark like gray misty it's not like a bright cheery place these screenshots are like out in the full sun middle of the day it's super colorful it's it is bringing such a new life into what god of war is it's brightening up the palette a little bit 100 percent. similar to kind of like forbidden west what it did to the horizon world yeah uh i man playstation studios is is revving on full engine at full speed this year and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm very excited. I can't wait to hold Mjolnir up with my collections edition Ooh, as soon as I get it. Gosh dang. I'm so excited. With that, Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Listen, our our last of us giveaway, it's over. It's done. Oh, Kevin Ainsworth won it. Whoop, whoop. First time he's gonna be playing Last of Us. Oh my that? god, I'm so excited for him. So excited. how do we up the ante from that, Kyle? How do we, Joe? I have two collector's editions of God of War Ragnarok. Mm, I'm not talking collectors like, oh, it's like the 80 or $100 version. Y'all want Mjolnir? <laughs> do y'all want... Like, <laughs> y'all do you, want a Mjolnir? <laughs> y'all want a Mjolnir? Uh, Patreon.com slash PS Room gets you already an entry in. Uh, rate us five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars on Spotify. Share your screenshots over at PS Trophy Room. Tag us in them, and you're entered to win. There you go. That's how you do it. There's so many entries, so many ways to win, and we will announce the winner a week before uh, we get our collector's edition. So if you're looking out, you you might just be able to snag it. That said, it's time for our next story on the news. 
Arjun Kapoor. I lost my spot in the Google. I really doc. thought we lagged. I really thought we lagged. No, 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 no. I lost. For some reason, it went up in the doc. I was like, that's I weird. Arjun Karpal from CNBC writes, Sony sets up a PlayStation mobile gaming division in a major push beyond consoles. Sony set up a dedicated PlayStation mobile gaming unit in a major push to diversify beyond consoles. The Japanese gaming giant launched PlayStation Studios mobile division on Monday and said it will run independently of the console business. Sony also said on Monday it acquired Helsinki and Berlin-based mobile game developer Savage Game Studios. The move comes after a tough second quarter for Sony's gaming division and the company's downgrading of its full-year profit forecast for the business. Which is why they probably raised the price of the PS5. As the COVID-induced boom, during which people were stuck at home during stuck at home playing video games begins to fade sony also continues to face supply chain issues and cannot meet the demand for its flagship playstation 5 console sony has dominated the console market for several years thanks to the playstation but the company is now looking to diversify this year the japanese gaming giant said it plans to release around 50 percent of games on pc and mobile by 2025 up about a quarter currently Quote, for that to happen, Sony needs to make big bets on mobile gaming. Sir Kantoto, CEO of Tokyo-based game industry consultancy, Catan Games told CNBC. And the opportunity is big. Consoles account for about 27% of the $196.8 billion games market, whereas mobile takes up more than half of the revenues, according to Nuzu. The purchase of Savage Game Studios continues Sony's recent acquisition drive as it looks to boost the development of titles across platforms. Quote, PlayStation Studios must continue to expand and diversify our offering beyond console, bringing incredible new games to more people than ever before, said Herman Hulst, head of PlayStation Studios. Acquiring the talented team at Savage Game Studios is another strategic step towards that goal, unquote. Sony said that Savage Game Studios is working on an unannounced new AAA mobile live service action game. A AAA game is an informal industry classification. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, I no, I want to read this. Oh, informal industry classification, usually for a blockbuster type of title. A live service game is usually a title where developers continually update <laughs> and add content to extend its lifetime and generate revenue over a longer period of time. Kyle, I might have the flu. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> so real talk, just a little inside baseball. Um one of our, our clients was sick this week, and I got what they had. Uh, they could have had COVID. Uh-huh. Who we, they tested negative twice. Oh, good. Um, but I still have what they have, mm. and I'm dying inside. Yeah. And it shows. <laughs> so, Kyle, <laughs> Savage Game Studios, congratulations. Yeah. You're part of the yeah, PlayStation congrats. family. Haven't made anything yet from my little research. Okay. Nothing yet from what so, I can tell. Triple A mobile live service action game. SEO description, if I've ever heard one. Yes. <laughs> Chalk this one in as another live service game that PlayStation's working on, one of the 10. Um, so now we have like a bit of a, a more, uh, uh, you know, idea of what's going on. We have Naughty Dog making a live service game. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. We have this, you know, Savage Studios making a live service mm-hmm. game. And somewhere, Fire Sprite probably is making a Twisted Metal. What do we count, Bungie? You know what? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we have three of the seven right here right now. Do you have any hopes for this division? Because I feel like PlayStation is trying to grow in all directions at the same time. Like, 
don't get me wrong. I love what they're doing with the, the, the PC side of things. Dude, seeing the Kermit the Frog mod on <laughs> Spider-Man is giving me life that I didn't yeah, know yeah, I yeah. needed. Uh-huh. But, like, mobile, how many times has that... How many times has someone, like, like Nintendo, great example, ha- terrific IP, and then, like, a few months ago, they're just like, yeah, we're giving up. We, we didn't do good on it. We mm. tried to make the premium iPhone app, and it just didn't work because people want... If they want mobile, they want free. They want easy. They want fast. Or not like things. they not don't want like limited behind a paywall. Like what was that? That Mario Run yeah. thing? Yeah. Where like you couldn't do more unless you bought things. Exactly. If I remember correctly. Something like that. Or like the Mario Kart. I think that was like Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah. So to the me, Fire Emblem one, that was crazy. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. That that was another one you had to pay a whole bunch of money for. But like a triple A means for me, it's like that's the big narrative driven stuff. Live service, well, what does that also exactly mean? Yeah. In the mobile space, is that like we're making a, a battle royale like PUBG Mobile prints cash? And I hate that go that is the go to answer now. I, yeah. What else, what else could it be? I mean, that, that they wouldn't want to put on a console yeah. that they, that, Man, ah, man, I don't just why can't this be the Vita division? I'm gonna say it right here. <laughs> Where is the Vita? It's but to, dead. It's I in know, the ground. To go, yeah. go off what you were talking about earlier, like is this too much at the same time? That does make me worry. Yeah. It's like, yes, they are doing PC, they are doing mobile, they are getting into entertainment, they are bringing out a brand new VR uh headset and yeah. getting into the VR space even more. That's a lot at one time, and yeah. it's all happening pretty quickly. And I'm worried that they are going to stretch themselves out a little too thin. I mean, S- Sith Lord Snow writes in, "Hey Joe and Kyle, what are your thoughts on PlayStation uh, PlayStation's acquisition of Savage Studio and their push into the mobile division? I hope it works well." And th- that's the thing. But- like, this doesn't sound like a game that I want to play on my phone because it's just gonna battery's gonna drain like crazy and spoiler alert i want to play no game on my phone <laughs> well when i'm at work that's what i have during my break time yeah uh, but like i hope it's something has to be said for me wanting to play around with the playstation ip that i know on my phone Fair. right like having a nathan drake thing or a horizon thing on my phone like I don't care. It could be a match three like Puzzle Quest and and Candy Crush. I don't care, but put a PlayStation skin on it, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of in. Well, it's just I don't know. To me, I th- I don't want that. Like I don't want like a bejeweled Nathan Drake, and it's just like all these royal know. antiques that are that I have. To sure, but then again, back to our other conversation, it's okay if it's not for you. I mean, fair, and I, and where I, where I think I'm going with it is. We have to think about the next generation. What sure. are these gosh darn kids playing with? They're playing it's on their tablets. <laughs> yeah, they're they're playing on their tablets. Or among us. They're playing on their phones. They're playing among us. They're playing Fortnite. They're playing Roblox. Like they're playing all these games that we don't think about because they're like on the iPad, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think PlayStation's kind of trying to forward think here, going, Well, if kids are getting more, you know, integrated with touch screen touch control you know games we should be there too and we should be there in meaningful ways where 
Yeah, I, I think Bejeweled and all that those examples were great examples back in like the mid two thousands, you know, or uh-huh. or twenty tens, where now we're seeing true experiences on your your mobile phone like we never thought. Like a, a good bad example would be like, what is it, Diablo Immortal? It's a sure. it's a great experience until you get to the microtransactions portions. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's like a legitimate what we would consider game in there. Look at Fortnite. That's the literal same game you're playing on your iPad that you're playing on your console. We're getting to the point with phones uh, in in tablet tech where it's not like it's a one to one with your play, PlayStation or your PC, but it is a decent experience on the go. And yeah. I think that's what PlayStation wants to tap into. So I can see smaller experiences, like maybe a Vita style Uncharted game again on this this mobile platform. But this also makes sense going back to if it might have been last week. I don't know. Times an enigma. An enigma. Yeah. Uh shout out to Enigma for Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon Enigma. Uh the backbone, PlayStation backbone attachment. Exactly. Like now, now it just makes sense. Uh mm-hmm. you're not gonna again you're uh, to contradict what I said before, you're not going to brand a backbone attachment for match three games. That just yeah. doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. So I think they're going to be bigger in scope, but it's really the management behind it. And if I am remembering, like if my my memory serves me correct, uh, they do have the same person that was in charge of Apple's uh, games service side of things now part of the, the Sony side. So if there's someone that gets it behind the helm, then I'm more confident in what they can do. And also like give me a little Astro game. If I'm mobile, Ooh. that would, Ooh, yeah, that yeah, would make yeah. me so happy. That said, Kyle, we have, I think, one more story on the list here. So please, sir, take it away. Absolutely. Uh, Where did it go? Why is this doing this to me? <laughs> okay, there it is. Andy Chalk at PC Gamer writes, Assassin's Creed Mirage will be revealed in September, according to a new leak. It's been almost two years since the release of AC Valhalla, which means we're definitely due for another. And it looks like we might get our first look at what's coming next at the upcoming Ubisoft Forward event in September. The latest Ubisoft leak comes from YouTuber Rebs Gaming, who claimed in a recent video that the proper title of the new game will be Assassin's Creed Mirage. It will be set in Baghdad between 860 and 870 CE, will be a return to the gameplay style of the original Assassin's Creed, and is expected out in the spring of 2023. To clarify, all of this is separate from Assassin's Creed Infinity, the existence of which Ubisoft confirmed in July. No details on that game have been revealed yet, but it's reportedly going to be a live service game with multiple historic settings. We may not have heard much in the way of Assassin's Creed news over the past couple of years, but that doesn't mean that things aren't happening. Ooh, we, I mean, Jason Schreier reported this a, a few months back, and now it seems like more sources are coming out and saying this is real, this is a thing. And uh, Katie writes Katie! in. Hey guys, so with the news that just dropped today about Assassin's Creed going back to basics with its next game, it got me wondering, are there any franchises that you think needs to be reinvigorate, or sorry, needs to reinvigorate itself like Assassin's Creed did with Syndicate and Origins when the series took a lot more RPG elements? Ooh, this is a great question. And Katie also adds... As always, love y'all. I'm glad Marty is doing all right. Well, before the show, he wasn't doing all right, and that's why I'm a little screwed up tonight. I'm so sorry. Um, 
but thank you. He's good. He's got pull through. He's a little trooper. He's, I like. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What is a series that needs reinvigoration? That's great because listen, I like everything that you're saying. Like they're saying here, because I kind of want them to go back to basics a bit. I think Valhalla was a little bit too far. I have into not the finished RPG it element. You were like, I don't think I. I don't think society. I ever will. Yeah, it's too I, big. I mean, I hear so many people go. I'm a hundred plus hours in. I'm like, guys, I. Oh, I made it you. to 20 and I was just like, okay, I got to put this, the yeah. story's meandering here. Uh, but what's, what's a game that goes back to basics? Like I think to Assassin's Creed with um, Odyssey, Odyssey is my favorite Assassin's Creed. Then Black Flag is also a great addition to the series that I think went in a, in a unique direction. You don't see a lot of games going, mm-hmm. but what is a series that needs to reinvent itself? I don't know. It's such a good question. I think yeah. I think to PC, I think of like World of Warcraft needs to reinvent itself. Sure. It yeah. needs to do something drastic to to bring players back cuz I've seen the Dragon Blight expansion. It's not it's not doing anything for me. So I I I I think of of, of stuff like that tired franchises like I Call I of just Duty. think of yeah, I just think of franchises yeah. and IP that have been around in a bit. You just mentioned one earlier, like Twisted Metal yeah. needs to do something major if it's going to come back. Yeah. It needs to do something different that we're not it, expecting. That's going to hook people. Exactly. I think of like, how's that, how about this one? Kyle, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Madden. Sports. Oh, my God. Yeah. EA Sports in just general. And I think you're going to see like, that yeah. where when, you know, like the FIFA IP leaves them. Because now yeah. they gotta have to fight for that dollar more than ever. Yep, so exactly. I think about things like that. I don't think there's anything on the PlayStation side because I f- feel like with PlayStation they kind of allow their IPs to kind of go away, take a break, and they ca- they could come back at a later date. Like you see with God of War and totally reinvent itself, or yep. it could mm-hmm. kind of just take a break forever for for Jack and go, "Hey, Jack and Daxter, I love y'all, but y'all were a moment in time." And we're moving or, somewhere else. Or from first game to second game, at least recently, if there is a sequel, yeah. there isn't a whole lot of just resting on their laurels and not updating in a significant way or adding significant things okay. to make it feel like a different experience. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, good luck to Assassin's Creed. I'm excited I, to see this. I also hope that some of the rumors around this game are not true. Like, Like what? Have you not heard about some of the? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Uh, Some of the rumors uh, that Jason Trier did not comment on. Okay. But like, there were rumors out there that they were going to take out all the dialogue choices and gender choice. No, this is it's it's Bossom's game. Sure, but like, I kind of like the choice. I like playing as Cassandra. Oh, I mean, Cassandra's great, and Cassandra. You know what I mean? So like, it's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. But like, um. Eagle Vision, I, I think, might not be in there or no. It's coming back. It's coming away. back. Yeah. Um. They're also they're secretly developing a remake of the original Assassin's Creed. Ooh wee. Mm. That'd be interesting. But those are some rumors that I saw to go along with this. Yeah. This. So I don't know. Yeah. No. Another is... another September is now another like E three week. I feel like <laughs> it really is. It it really is because yeah you is have... that the tenth. It's the 10th. 
So we potentially might get an eight, nine, ten uh, uh, showcase sign every day. Oh, I'm so tired already. <laughs> oh my god! I already want to go to sleep. <laughs> and that's not the flu setting. In. That's that's pre-flu. That's pre-flu. That's pre-flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Kyle. It's time for our segment, "What You've Been Playing." And we're going to bring our good friend Steve from Console Creatures to talk about his time with The Last of Us Part 1 Remake. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, let's start this review. And welcome to the Trophy Room Reviews, The Last of Us Part 1 Remake. The long-rumored remake. The one maybe some people thought we didn't need. Maybe the one we deserve. And along with me for the ride... Steve from Console Creatures, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. I'm I'm so happy to be sitting with you. It's been so long since we've actually sat down and did a podcast together, so I'm, I'm stoked to be here, and I'm stoked to be talking about Last of Us. I know. This is... So, I remember a few months back when, you know, this was just a rumor, this was just a piece of speculation of The Last of Us yep. being remade from the ground up. What does that mean? And mm-hmm. then us seeing it at Gamescom for the first time and seeing the visual improvements of The Last of Us um, kind of brought to modern day, but the question lingering of with modern controls. Mm-hmm. So today, you know, this review is going to be a little different. This this conversation is going to be a little different. You have played it, uh, finished it, beat it. Mm-hmm. I want to know, walking into it, what were you expecting from this remake? Yeah, I I think that's a great question to kind of jump off of because, I mean, The Last of Us, one of the greatest games, period, I I think. And I think a lot of people also uh, hold this game very close to their heart, whether you played it on PlayStation 3, the remaster on PlayStation 4, which is when I personally jumped in. um, It was the first time I played it. Um, And it's been less than 10 years, so I don't blame people from, you know, seeing the the first reveal and all this stuff and be like, well, do we need this? Now, having played it and all that, uh, I I still kind of jump back and forth about it because Hmm. for for one part, my biggest expectation for this game was I want Naughty Dog to bring Last of Us to the place where Last of Us Part 2 is. I want... With, with, you know, the uh, HBO series coming out with PlayStation 5 now out in the wild, whether or not, you know, a lot of people still have uh, have one or, or not. I want there to be like that fluid experience from going, okay, I played the first part. Now I want to go to the second part. And it doesn't feel like there's a 10-year gap in between where it's mm-hmm. down or like, you know, that big upgrade. Um, I know this is a PlayStation podcast, but going to the Xbox side, one of my favorite collections of games is the Master Chief Collection because you get the entire Halo experience on one disc. You don't have to go, well, uh, you don't have to recommend to a friend, hey, uh, you should check out Last of Us, uh, the first part, go plug in a PlayStation 3, go plug in a PlayStation 4, and then go get another uh, disc, this and that. It's, It's such a convoluted experience when in 2022, it should just be simplified to this point. So that being said, I think that Last of Us Part 1 kind of achieves that. To a certain extent, I I think that, you know, it warrants its existence uh, Mm -hmm. and then it's dependent on how big of a fan you are of whether or not you should rush out, you know? Yeah, that's like, for me, when I take a look at like, and I've been preaching this since the moment we saw it, not everything has to be for us that mm-hmm. this absolutely to me i look at this product going this is for people probably checking out the show first 
and then for the hardcore Last of Us fan second, and then maybe for everyone else down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I mean, I come from the PS3 era. Like, I had this oh, yeah. game day one, and yep. I think the one thing that this game had to achieve is, like, when you always think about something in your head, you're always coming through it with a nostalgia lens of, like, it looks perfect as as it is you know, 10 years ago as it was today. And you don't realize until you see the side-by-side pictures of like, oh, actually, yep. <laughs> actually, this is yep. quite an improvement. And we've seen a lot of scenes where this game looks drastically different than what it was nine, 10 years ago. So I want to go from that perspective. Is there a visual difference to you, um, a, a drastic difference? Like I'm talking, you know, Demon Souls to Demon Souls remake. When they're saying it's built from the ground up, how do those scenes hold up when you're talking through that cinematic lens to the moment to moment gameplay? Uh, it's incredible. Uh, I think that that now we're at a place where it's a one to one experience from Last of Us Part One to Part Two. Where before, when the first time I played uh, Last of Us Part Two, I jumped in and I was like. Ellie just looks different. Like Mm. she looks weird uh, in terms of like the timeline where it's like, okay, well she looked very young in part one, obviously, but then she looked a little too old in part two for how many years passed in between the games. So I was like, there's, I understand that they're, you know, trying to make the most realistic model for her and, and all that. Now that shift doesn't seem as drastic. I I think you look at Ellie in uh, last of us part one and you can tell, like, that is the the girl who grows up to be Ellie in part two. Like, and, and uh, the big thing, I think, is that the, the graphical improvements just Im- enhance all the emotional beats of this game. So, I mean, I, we're not going to go into, like, story territory because either you right. played Last of Us part, the, the first part and know exactly what it is or you haven't. So there's no real point of, like, talking about the story at this point, in my opinion. But... Everyone that's played the game knows there's like three huge beats. The the middle, there's one at the beginning, there's one kind of in the middle, and then there's one at the end. And I th- those always stick with every single player, I think. This time around, it's actually the smaller moments that stick with me, only because you can see like the emotion between Joel mm-hmm. and Ellie as they're talking to each other. There's a particular uh, point of combat where, you know, uh, Joel is struggling with a hunter and he's, uh, you know... Uh, it's not a spoiler or anything, but like he's being like uh, tackled into a puddle and reaching for a gun and everything. And in this game, like you can see the struggle not only on his face but in his eyes. Like you can see the panic where he's like, "I, I'm, I'm about to die right now." And it's those <laughs> small moments that I think you don't get in the remaster or the original version of this game. So when Naughty Dog was saying, "Hey, we, we, this is, this is as close as it gets to representation of." the actual performance performance they really do mean it yeah and and one thing i i keep coming back to is that last of us is known for its narrative right everyone praises this game for for good reason that this is one of the best written games ever and i think part one finally gets the visuals to the same level as the narrative where i don't i don't think there's any um i mean back in the day yeah the last of us looked great for being a, a the sunset product of the uh, PlayStation three and then coming into PlayStation four. But I think finally it's, it's, it's on par where it's the visuals are just as good as the narrative. All right. All right. See, that gets me really excited when you say it's the little moments, it's that yeah. it's the performances actually getting caught almost one-to-one mm-hmm. the combat though. Yes. The combat. Yeah. 
We just like literally as of recording, we finally just saw what the combat looks like. Mm-hmm. Steve, this looks like the Last of Us One combat. There's no dodging. There's no prone. Nope. Nope. This is the same experience you're getting. Albeit, I will say that I like it a little more this time around. And I don't know if it's just because I it's been a while since I played The Last of Us, mm-hmm. uh, the original. But I always felt that it was slow. I Controlling Joel in The Last of Us, it always felt slow. And I always go back to it that The Last of Us always felt like a stealth focus game, while Last of yes. Us Part 2 felt like a shooter. Ellie mm-hmm. felt more fluid in, in her combat and everything, and she fell faster switching between weapons. Here, it almost feels like it's kind of in the middle, where you do you do still have all those same stealth uh, sequences. You can still throw the brick and methodically take out your enemies one by one. But I also don't feel he- held back whatsoever of pulling out a pistol, shooting some guy in the leg, watching him get down hit him over the head with a bottle or just swap between uh, weapons with the the weapon menu. I feel like the weapon menu this time around is a bit faster where it doesn't feel like it's a hindrance to combat. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I mean, it is the same combat at the end of the day. You are still tucking him behind a box, shooting a guy. It's the same Naughty Dog combat we've played across generations yeah. at this point. So I don't think there's anything core added or taken away. I just feel like it's better at this point. Okay. And so when we talk about the combat not has it aged well uh the combat itself i think has uh, one one thing i think that they did add is um great hit detection and great uh the addition of gore like this is last of us part two levels of of gore and violence if that's your if that's your jam like it does add a level of brutality to joel uh where outside of the narrative joel actually feels like you know he's killing to survive um there's and when i talk about the hit detection i i I mean like some games some third person shooters when you hit someone in the leg it will just fake that you like you did like you just have to be around the leg and it'll be like ow and then kind of you know stumble (laughs) here if you shoot someone in say uh the elbow their arm will come off and mm. it's it very graphic. And uh, if you shoot someone in the back of the head, the the blood splatter and the gore effect will come out of the of the eye in front of them. And it's it it, it adds you know a haunting, eerie you know level of brutality to Joel uh, when you just gaze upon a you know this small you know battlefield and you see parts and and stuff like that. Like it's giblets. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> clicker giblets and and yeah. and and hunter giblets. Yeah, no, it's. It, I I think that's the the biggest thing that they they added to just enhance it. But yeah, uh, you're not really getting that much. Let's talk about that dual sense functionality. Let's talk. Yeah. Uh you know us. We're big dual sense stands. Uh, yes. God, I love that them adaptive triggers. I love them haptic love feedback. Yep. Uh, how does, how does the dual sense, does it enhance anything here? Does it feel good? Uh, when you're really, when they, they talk about pumping a shotgun, it really feels like you're pumping a shotgun. Like, does that stuff hold true? Does it feel important? Does it add anything to the, to the gameplay experience? It It's, it's funny. And this is not to take away from the last of us. I feel like we're just at the point where we're very spoiled, um, yeah. in terms of being PlayStation five owners and players where, a lot of games just have the adaptive triggers and the haptics where I, I feel like at a certain point, like we just have to assume that they're going to have them and they're going to just be, you know, you know, 
the the console's bread and butter and here i yeah. think that's exactly what it is everything that you've played and experienced you're getting here um when ellie pulls back on her bow you feel it in the in the uh the, the triggers uh when you pick up items and joel puts them into his backpack you get a little bit of like a haptic response feels mm-hmm. cool yeah. um what i will say though the dual sense excels at is part of its accessibility features so th- I'm I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm I'm you know the masterclass of knowing what goes into accessibility and all that. But going through the accessibility features of this game, it's from what I've seen a fairly one to one experience from Last of Us Part Two over here. Like I think that Naughty Dog just excels and is a leader in this space and has brought over the suite of accessibility features over to Part One. And in that. There's a a particular uh, accessibility feature that I was playing around with for the dual sense, where in in case you know you're hard of hearing or you know just deaf and you're just relying on subtitles, the dual sense can actually mimic um, voices to a certain extent and the emotional impact of those voices, and it will come through in the haptic. So say Joel and Ellie are whispering, you'll get like a little bit of like haptic feedback in oh, the dual sense. Or vice versa, if Joel is like yelling or has like, you know, um, Ellie's yelling or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. That will come through and you'll feel those vibrations in the in the controller itself. It's it's very cool. And uh, the same thing with um, you you get the the same similar features of, you know, collectibles. Uh, You can turn on like the collectible vision thing. If you're a collectible hunter like myself going for those trophies. uh, I heard the trophy list is too easy and I want it to be really hard again. Did you? Yeah, I, I, that's what that's what people on the internet can play. Oh, well, boohoo. It, it's a really <laughs> good trophy trophy list as good. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Same. Very accessible. <laughs> um, going to a, back to accessibility. Thankfully, they got rid of all the difficulty uh, trophies, so you can customize your experience. So say, you know, you're just looking for the story. This is your first time jumping in for the story. You've never been able to play this game on PlayStation 3 or 4 due to accessibility reasons. You can customize the entire uh, experience so that you can drop the uh, difficulty of the enemies specifically without dropping the difficulty on any other aspect of the game. And you can customize the entire thing just like you were in Part 2. So I think that they put a lot in there to kind of do that. But as far as like DualSense uh, specific features for, you know, core players like us i don't think that you're getting anything um too enhanced uh, yeah too crazy it's just you know tap uh adaptive triggers haptics that sort of thing though one cool thing not a game changer or anything but uh the light bar displays your health so if you're at like full health it's green once you drop down to about like 25 percent, it goes red Le- yeah. neat little thing but i'm not staring at my controller the entire time it's just sometimes i'll see it's red. i'm like oh yeah maybe i'll uh pop health back <laughs> Maybe. Okay, yeah, so at the end of the day, oh, we'll do it. We'll talk about it. This just yeah. once, audience. There's no factions. No factions no multiplayer. Factions. Yep. This is 70 Doll Hairs. A remake. Mm-hmm. Could you believe it in 2022? <laughs> this economy? <laughs> this economy? Oh, my goodness. The audacity. Steve? Yeah. $70. Yeah. Who would you recommend this to? You already said, like, look, this is one of the, and, and personally to me, this is one of my top five all, all-time favorite games. They got yep. me no matter if they charge me a hundred bucks, to be yeah. honest, I'm, yeah. whatever. Um, but but how far would you say that, that you know, you would recommend this to a, a fan, a stand, and a newcomer? 
So yeah, so obviously I'm talking in a in a place of privilege. PlayStation Canada provide me a code for this, so so I do you know have to come in and kind of look at the everyday consumer and what uh, where they're going to kind of spend their money. Obviously, besides the business decision, this game screams, "Hey, if you're in, enticed by the HBO series that's coming out, or you start watching and you're like, I need to know the source material. This is the game for it." Uh, this is the game for you yeah. uh no matter at the time what the pricing is like this is the game to just jump in experience this game for, for the first time like i this is the best uh definitive version of this game um but that being said if you're a uh, just a t- typical fan like you've played the last of us you've gotten all the trophies the the platinum you're like wow i i know this story front and back i don't see the reason to go out and buy this right now yeah um if you're the diehard fan, like you've got tattoos of the last, you got the firefly symbol on your arm, uh, you you preach the gospel of Naughty Dog <laughs> and then Troy Baker as as Joel and everything. Yeah, yeah I, I think that you'll appreciate this game. Like I said, there's smaller moments. The the visual uh, aesthetic of this game is beautiful. Uh, if you're one of those like you know technical nerds that has like you know. A C1 LG or a C2 LG, and you're like, I me too, uh, and I need to play like the premier blockbuster games on this thing. Yeah, I, I I think that you're you're wise to pick this up eventually. But again, do you need to go right now in Canada? This game is ninety dollars. You're pushing a hundred dollars after tax, um, just a little less in the in the U.S. and everything. And I don't know because I would be. I'll say this right now. I would be shocked if PlayStation doesn't put this on PlayStation Plus Premium by the time the HBO series is concluded mm. its season. I, I would be legitimately shocked because you can already see the promotional material come up and being like, here's the season finale, series finale. I don't know how they're doing yeah. it. Of The Last of Us, go buy a PlayStation 5 and play The Last of Us Part 1 with PlayStation Plus. Like That just makes perfect business sense in my opinion, but... Yeah. Who knows? Mm. So if you're looking for a deal, if you're like, man, I'm I'm kind of, you know, I don't have the means to go and fork out $80, $100 for this game. I don't see the reason why you have to rush out. Yeah. But if you're a diehard fan of Last of Us, this is the best way to play it. I, I couldn't I couldn't go back to the remake or uh, remaster after yeah. this. Absolutely. And that's a, a great and fair assessment, Steve. Um, I like again. I'm the diehard fan. I'm so right. excited for this. I can't wait to experience it again. But yeah, is it necessarily needed? I don't think so either. No. Uh, it's not like, you know, a lot of people try to bring the similarities of like Demon Souls, Demon Souls remake, as you joked about earlier. And it's just like yep. that game showed its age. And yeah. I think this is more from what our, our conversation is. It's more of a refinement of of the last of us and getting it polished up for those newcomers for that tv show and for Mm -hmm. the diehards so yeah it it, a great assessment steve and and i want to thank you again for coming on sharing your thoughts thank you for for having me i just want to point out one other thing because you were talking about you know showing your age showing his age and all that last of us still kind of does show its age despite the refinements okay um you know, I think that uh, aspects of the game, like moving the dumpsters, boosting alley over things, uh, go fetch a ladder over here and bring it here, it slows down the momentum so much for me. And especially coming off of part two, which felt so fast, uh, Ellie's yeah. movements and and everything just felt so fluid and fast. I do think that, you know, to a certain extent, I kind of wish that Naughty Dog put a little more 
uh, brought a, some changes to the gameplay in terms of that, yeah. but uh, otherwise, this is one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like you like you were saying, like it's it's a refinement to it. It's the best way to play it. Uh, but again, yeah, no, I, that, I don't that's a great point because out. it's still being held back by, in theory, the PS3 of how that architecture exactly. of how to lay out levels and those little hidden loading screens they're still there. Um, well, that's funny because the 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 reasoning why uh, or the the hidden treasures of like hiding loading screens and everything are still there, but the loading screens aren't. Like you're yeah. flying through cutscenes, transitioning into gameplay, like it's all so fluid. But then you see like you know. Joel kind of slowly moving a, a dumpster to hold the door open so Ellie can jump through and then the game's back loading. It's like, you're not loading anything. Just come on, cut it yeah. out. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah come on. Steve. Time's money. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for coming no, thank out. Thank you. Any, anywhere that, you know, you'd like to spotlight yourself? You know what? Uh, just find me on Twitter at SVicvari. That's the best way to keep up with me. And uh, I hope we we can do this again sometime. Let's not go too long uh, without talking, you know? Same. God of yeah. War Ragnarok, maybe? Hey, let's do it. Hey, I heard it's coming. I heard it's coming. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much. Thank you, Steve, for, for sharing your thoughts. Go follow him over at Twitter. Link down below. With all that said and with all that out of the way. Ooh-wee, what a review, what a review. And you know what the interesting thing is? It's still in, up in the air. It, you know, I, I love what Steve said. It's just like, yeah, if you're a newcomer, absolutely. But if you've played this game already, you've played this game already. So honestly, this this might be for, for some folks. Look for yourselves, take a gander. And if you feel like you want to revisit it, I, I think it's going to be, you know, up your alley. But if not, this this could be something that... You could see on sale and snack. But if you're a newcomer, absolutely. I think if, if you're coming into this series, once you're watching the show, it makes even more sense. Yeah. That said, talk about newcomer. Uh, Kevin Ainsworth writes in. Hi, Joe and Kyle. First off, thank you again for giving me a chance to play The Last of Us Part Congratulations. 1. As a remake will be my first time experiencing the game. And I was wondering what approach I should take. Is there anything to look out for as such as collectibles that would be required for a platinum? Should I try to platinum it on my first go through or would that potentially hurt my experience? Thanks for always making such a fantastic show. I appreciate you both. I appreciate you. Appreciate Kevin. you. Uh, um, so this one uh, has a different trophy list yes. than the original. So you can do it in one playthrough. Okay. Because there's no difficulty uh, trophies. Yeah. Um. I since this is your first time, Kevin, just enjoy it. Just like literally the the answer to the question of if you could erase your memory of anything to experience it for the first time, my answer is The Last of Us. Yeah. So you're getting to do that. So just enjoy it. Uh. Be in the world. Be in the moment. And. The cool thing about this, as far as like if you want to go for the platinum, it does have a level select. So you Ooh. can go back and grab all those collectibles yeah. and stuff that you missed if that is what you want to do. But generally, just enjoy everything about it. And read. Read yeah. a whole bunch of stuff because there's stories within those chapters of different characters. Um, yeah. Some of the collectibles are well worth it because it does add a lot to yeah. it. Um, but don't go crazy 
Go, go nuts. If you if you miss one, it's fine. There's yeah. chapter chapters left. Absolutely, absolutely. That yeah. said, though, like I don't want to be like because then he has like the unrealistic expectations. It's gonna, it has to be the best game he ever played. No, so yeah. I'm gonna level mm-hmm. it out. It's a piece of shit. You don't. You know, the, the game sucks. <laughs> there you go. That's I, why I love it. So I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on it because again, it, mm-hmm. the whole conversation about this in this game in particular is so draining and just makes me sad. I uh, seeing all the reviews hit today was like a roller coaster. Why? Why? Because like secretly I wanted it to score high just because I love the game so much. And it did. It did. But most of the reviews come with the caveat of like, it's not worth $70. And and I think it's an interesting, not saying that they're wrong or anything like that, but it's an interesting thing to, Nick the game content itself because of the price. I think, and it's I just... feel like this is a unique situation. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that does that kind of argument does lend itself to a remake of some sorts because it's not a new thing. I mean, I think it gets like memefied, like uh, like uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. It's gonna be a yeah. toaster on this at this sure. point. Sure, 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 and sure. I feel like there was so much like, haha, let's poke a little bit of fun, but this is such a special game, you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, with Skyrim, and it's just turned incredibly toxic. Yeah. Um, a- as time has gone on, because like, look, you know, we just talked about Nintendo. Nintendo is going to. Nintendo is going to pour over the port of Skyward Sword. I'm sorry, not Skyward Sword, of uh, Link's Awakening, because they already did Skyward Sword. Uh, uh-huh. or not Link's Awakening, Jesus. Wind Waker. Twilight, Twilight Princess? I don't know, whatever. Waker, whatever okay. the, the, the one overrated one with the cell shading. Uh, that's right. Wind that's Waker. Right. Wind Waker. <laughs> it's, come on, guys. Come on. Uh, no, nah, I love y'all. I haven't, I haven't beaten that game. I will play it. Don't worry. Nintendo's got me, but we won't question it. We're like, yeah, this is great. We're excited. Uh, but, like, PlayStation does it, and then we got a fine-tooth comb. This is not, yeah. you know, that that type of stuff. But I, I just feel like a lot of the reviews took away from the game, the thing we all fell in love with. Yeah. And, and that was – that took second place to the price tag or Fair. the quote-unquote missing content. I mean, there's uh, no, no multiplayer. Pro- I, real talk. That's I think that's a fair argument because you're like you took yeah. this away. Yeah, but like it's not like we're not getting a Naughty Dog multiplayer thing. That's fine, but you remade the game. You're charging seventy dollars. You remade the story part one. Right, but Kyle, you're being, a, multi- fa- you're being a fanboy here, Kyle. I'm I'm not though, Kyle. You, they're they're remaking the story part of the game. Multiplayer did not have anything to do with the story. When Last of Us. 2013 came out what did it have yeah. yeah it had multiplayer when last of us remastered came out what did it have which is the same thing the same code yeah it's a uh, multiplayer multiplayer what does this game not have multiplayer right remake of the last of us sure does not uh, have a component semantics that ships on. semantics, semantics. That's it's a, a remake of the story oh kyle we're already doing it's what we don't one. like we already do what we I'm, don't like I, i'm i'm sorry it, it, it never bugged me to begin with and that's it I'll, that's the hill I'll all right fine it bugs me a little bit because i like factions i know there's gonna oh, be I love a, factions. whatever uh yeah. well then maybe you should have wanted you know, anyway you're not gonna go oh, what i not will leave this show i will leave this show <laughs> oh my goodness again and that's the thing about like the like this this discourse and again, like I, when I hate it, it's just like, 
man, this game is great, but man, part two is trash. Like, can we stop? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we? Yeah, yeah, can yeah. we? Can we stop? Like, seriously, for the love of God, can we stop? Mm-hmm. It's like, can't this just? Can't this thing exist in its own thing that we don't have to put it against a sequel or a prequel or whatever? Can't this game just exist? And we could just not play it or play it and relax. It's like yeah. every time I see the last Jedi trend, I want I just I just want to find the nearest cliff and just take a goddamn jog, Kyle. Because it's just tiring. It's like, guys, I don't like the last Jedi. I don't. I think there's some terrific moments in The Last Jedi, but I don't think it's a good Star Wars movie. Or sorry, a good Skywalker Star Wars story. Sure. But guess what? I don't make that by personality. (laughs) And if you like it, I'm not going to make it my mission to say, well, Force Awakens was better and it's obvious. It's like, no. That was was a good thing to say because I agree with that. I think the the people that we have issue with that are doing this it's their whole personality, and that—that that is what bugs me. <laughs> Last of Us, let me go throw a, a, an Abby meme. It's like, let's just let it go. Yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah, just knock it off. Yeah, let's uh, not. Let, let's also let Bloodborne go, Joe. I'm just saying. Well, let's let's relax. <laughs> let's relax. It's. But I'm like, cutting the tension. I don't know, man. I'm just. I'm just. T- every time the Last of Us trends, I'm like. What did some fanboy, you know, yeah. zoom at 1,000 percent on? It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired of it. If yeah. you don't like it, please just stop talking about it. Yeah, agreed. agreed. My God, my goodness gracious! Flash news. Got to run fast, and I'm aggravated about it. <laughs> I don't want to run. I'm already tired. I got the flu. Exactly. My fever is 99. Net oh, here ease. we go. That's our temperature this week. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I'm about to hit 101 if I keep on talking about the last one. Uh, Net East to fully acquire Detroit Become Human Studio, Quantic Dream. This comes from VGC and quote from their Twitter announcement. We're excited to welcome Quantic Dream, the leading French game developer and publisher, to become part of NetEase Games and bring high quality AAA game experiences to gamers around the world. A party emoji. Yay. Fantastic. Cool. Not gonna miss you. <laughs> I think I think without you saying that, I think everyone could have read between the lines with yeah. our reaction on that one. Uh, I'm coming in hot this week. I really am. <laughs> All right. The next one on the list here, Kyle. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah. PlayStation plus essential games in September. They haven't leaked. They're out now. Mm. They're out now. We have Tome for PS5. Yeah. We have Need for Speed Heat on PS4. Maybe we get to see that at a showcase. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus on PlayStation 4. And Kyle, I want to bring up the- See Heat on the showcase? No, 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 no. Oh, a new Need for Speed. Oh, God. Yeah, like we're going- Because that that has been in like the rumor mill for a while now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. coming. And also just to, to talk about some games, cause there's a lot of them coming to the PlayStation plus tiers on the extra tier. You're getting death loop. You're yes. getting Chick-a-dee! Yes. You're getting spirit fair and AC Sweet. origins along with watchdogs Two, the best watchdogs. You can forget about the rest of them. Agreed. Just play watchdogs too. Mm-hmm. 
And then the premium tier. We're actually getting games, everyone. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. The drought's over. Ooh, right? <laughs> Look at that. Siphon Filter 2. Sly nice. uh, Cooper Trilogy. Also, I think Sly... Sly 4 is in Sly there, 4. too. Yep. Is this like you mean Thieves in Time? All right, uh, and Kingdom of no, Paradise. No, it's the Sly Collection, which is the three of them, oh. and then Sly Four is the Thieves in Time. Oh, sorry, and yeah. uh, Kingdom of Paradise, and also you're getting games like Scott Pilgrim as well. Again, there's yeah. a lot of games. It's a big month. Finally, yeah, this is great. Famous and Shamus. PS Plus offerings aren't bad either. No, I mean Tome. I'll take I've a heard... picture of stuff. Yeah, it's great. A black and white picture adventure. It's cute as all hell. Uh, famous Seamus writes in the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my whole entire life. I'll take it to the bank. I'll fight your mother about it. I'll do whatever it <laughs> takes to prove that he's the most famous Seamus. I hope Joe is happy that he is one step closer to getting a Bloodborne sequel. Oh my God. It's like just a few steps down the hall. My question is about the newly announced PlayStation plus lineup for September. What do you think of the essential games and the premium games that are being offered this month? I think essential is fantastic. I think premium we're getting there. But let's be more consistent about it, right? Yes, consistency is key for sure. Yeah. Yeah, please play Chicory. Chicory. Please. It's nice. It really is. Uh, here's the one. Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Konami says it will announce Usually it. you don't wait for me. You just go right into it. That was weird. Uh, I'm sick. Konami says it will announce a new game from a series loved around the world at TGS. And guess what? It's not Metal Gear. It's not Castlevania but, or Silent Hill. Nope. So probably a Yu-Gi-Oh game. I'm going to be real with y'all. That's what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking Bloody Roar, oh, the really? fighting series, or maybe there's a reason the Turtles are back. Oh, do you think we're getting a new Turtles game? I don't know, but I got the Cowabunga collection right here. <laughs> and you know what else showed up this week? My Castlevania oh, Requiem what? limited run thing. I'm what are the full odds? of Konami this week. It's oh weird. Oh, my goodness. I should be looking over here at the camera. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about I mean, I, I, I don't already know what... a really fantastic arcade brawler. with. No, I'm know, just saying that just bench. as a segue to show it off. Oh, like I. <laughs> I, I I tried to look up what Konami has, and Bloody Roar is the one that came out and like spoke to me immediately. Do you yeah. know what that one is? No, never, never. Heard of it. Uh, Bloody Roar. I wrote. Oh my god, I'm so tired. I wrote Konami, like WrestleMania, but uh, Konami. Okay. Bad Kyle. Bad Kyle. Bloody Roar <laughs> is a fighting game series, uh-huh. um, where the fighters turn into. Beasts and, di- oh. and and animals and stuff. Okay. Um, that that is pretty cool. All right. Uh, uh I, but like trying to find what they're known for. I'm telling you, it's it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Because Andy Robinson tweeted out from the VGC. Um, they said, "I've now heard from several people. Wait for this, Kyle. That Silent Hill, that the Silent Hill reveal." Maybe sooner than I suggested in my story today. As with all the reporting on timings, I would wouldn't take that as gospel. But fans possibly won't have to wait much longer. If this is a PlayStation timed exclusive game uh, that people have been kind of hinting at or suggesting, people like Jason Schreier, uh, people like Special Nick have been suggesting, then Kyle, this is the thing again we talked about in the beginning of the show. Where I believe that PlayStation showcase is is the eighth. It's here. It's not because mm-hmm. 
was his name R- Roberto Sergiano? Sir- whatever. Serrano. Serrano. Not, I, not because of him. It's literally because a verified person, Andy Robinson, who does stuff more than just for Twitter clout. I, uh-huh. I believe this man. I think that's the bigger hint than anything. Anything some some insider says on Twitter. Andy Robinson's tweet right yeah. here. If if I'm if I if if I'm a detective, you know what I mean. I'm uh, that that's the big clue. Yeah, that that's that's the that's the black glove. All right, I, I'm going to laugh though if the Konami IP is Bomberman. That's all. I'm just gonna laugh. I'll cry because <laughs> you know what. Shit, that now makes sense. <laughs> a beloved series around the world. Bomberman. God. Bomberman. Kyle, are you holding on to something? Yep. Hopefully it's the sanity that I dropped for five minutes ago. <laughs> Prepare the drop. Here are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront this week. Oh, my God. I did that and I didn't cough. Hey, congratulations. But now I'm fighting off a sneeze. Uh-oh. Don't take of... over? No, Don't no, take no. Over? Okay. No, I... I... Because honestly, it'll be funny, I think. Okay. Okay. Destroy All Humans 2 reprobed on August 30th. Uh, Dusk Driver 2 on August 30th. Inscription. Kyle. Oh, boy. Been playing it. Same. I made a lot of jokes on this game's behalf last year because I didn't understand cards. I said did. You were like, oh, what a, what a joke. This can't be people's game of the year. How dare they? Holy shit. It's really good. little indie game. That was your words. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But yeah, it's fantastic. I waited to hopefully play it on console. I've been playing a little bit. It's so good. Kyle, it is so freaking good. So many mysteries are unraveling before my eyes. Like, no spoilers. This is how the game starts, right? Yeah. You can't click new game. No. You have to click continue. Yep. I'm already in the weeds. Like, what is happening? <laughs> what? Is, is, it's crazy. It's and, crazy. And here's my elevator pitch. I pitched last night after I was it's done It's great. It. It's great, yeah. It's Yu-Gi-Oh! plus Saw meets Cabin in the Woods, and you're probably playing against actual Satan, and yeah. it has some roguelite elements. Yeah. That's what this game is. Yep. And the the card system actually pretty dope. It's Every- it's fun. It's very hard to master though. I'm yeah. getting my butt kicked. Yep. It's very cool. Good. Very good game. Very good. Uh, only twenty bucks. Yep. Pick it well up. Well worth man. your time. Well worth your time. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Cowabunga Collection, August thirtieth. Turtle Power. Tiny Ken, which I'm hearing good things about, August yep. 30th. Mm-hmm. Rick Henderson, just the person. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. I, continue. I will look this game up. Please. What is this about? Because I don't think we're allowed to sell people anymore, guys. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Uh, fairy Elements on September 1st. Frogo 2. You don't want to you know, you don't want to forget Frogo 1. September 1. Supola Champion Edition on PlayStation, or sorry, on September 1. I was going to say on PlayStation 1. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beaver Run on September 2nd. JoJo Bizarre's Adventures All-Star Battle R on September 2nd. Lego Brawls on September 2nd. Adventures of Elena Temple Definitive Edition on the 2nd. The Jumping Coffee. Up oh, here it is, Kyle. <laughs> There's your easy plat. This it's is easy the thing. plat. This is you the might one. see that on our trophy room day. Who knows? Yep, 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 yep. The Last of Us Part One. You- never heard of it. Moving on. Never talking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> because of you, Twitter. You're the worst. You try to kill all the joy. But keep on doing those Leo memes. They make me laugh. <laughs> all right. 
the jumping coffee turbo. I love how it releases the day after. The day after. <laughs> the day after. We get a sequel of a game. You see, Kyle? Do you see there may be a situation here? I, I want to get Bird. into it. It's going to do a whole other argument. Platty Bird, to... September 4th. Yeah, I'm looking that one up. It's just Flappy Bird, it looks like. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, Rick, Hender- Rick Henderson yeah. is an endless horizontal scrolling shoot 'em up with infinite replayability. That's all. It, it's very generic. It's not as fun as I thought it would be with that name. Maybe because it's another easy plot game. I don't know. Makes you think. All right, and now it's time for our favorite segment and our last segment of the show. It's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Wow. I have a sore throat and I feel like I'm nailing it. Yeah, you are. You're doing a good job. Do I also, Kyle, do I sound hoarse? No. Oh, really? I sound hoarse because I feel very scratchy back here. A little bit there when you go deep, but like it's not not too bad. Oh, oh boy. Don't don't take that out of context. (laughs) No, take it in context. I get real deep in there. I get it. Oh, boy. What's this podcast turning into? An OnlyFans? All right. Savoy Prime writes in. Question for the show. Only Platts. (laughs) Only Platts, BB. What games do most rave and praise about, but you either weren't impressed? Or didn't feel the same about Red Dead Redemption 2? Mm-hmm. For a very long time, it was Bloodborne for me. That had that that ship has sailed. God um, bless. Um, Portal 2. Oh, oh, I don't want. All right, you can come for me for this one. Go for Any it. Zelda. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I generally have tried. Just oh. not my thing. All right, let's do this. Let's get real dirty. I'm rolling up the sleeve. I'm rolling up the sleeve. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to say what we're all thinking. Donkey Kong? <laughs> just the worst Mario, right? From villain to hero. Villain to hero, but doesn't... And I failed to roll up a sleeve. He, he's, he kind of, like... What is what's he about? <laughs> I've always seen it. I'm just like, this is just a shittier Mario. Uh-huh. With uh-huh. a crocodile, like a crocodile. And uh, Tropical Freeze is pretty good though. I've seen it. I'm just not impressed. I'm just like, this is just another pretty good game. Nope. It's <laughs> uh, a pretty good game. <laughs> nope. I don't know about that one, but <laughs> what's another I don't think so. Uh what's another one? What's another Nintendo game? Kirby, any oh, Kirby are we, game. We, we can't just crap on No, Nintendo. I'm doing it. And no, I'm I'm not afraid. Listen, if I get to hear the incessant shit thrown at The Last of Us, I get to throw a little bit at Kirby. Kirby is so dumb. He's so stupid. I hate him. And that one's for our good friend, Bobby Paws. May you rest in peace, brother. And I, when I say this, Splatoon is their best IP they've ever had. I mean it. <laughs> I was I was My going to also IP, say I don't dig why people love Splatoon either. You could go f- <laughs> yourself. <laughs> that is legitimately great. Okay, so what's a what's a what's a Xbox? One? Yeah, let me, see. Let me just well, dig my hole. I'm I'm trying to think of a PlayStation one too. So Persona, I don't get it. Oh, how 
dare you? I tried like three times. I got an hour in. I'm bored. You just don't like reading. And then like everybody's like, look at how sexy these kids are. I'm like, what are you doing? Remember that, Kyle? Remember the horror uh, yeah. when I found out that yes. who's the best girl? And I found uh-huh. out. This game takes place in a high school. You pervs! Yeah. Oh my and god! And I think even one of the the confidants is a teacher. Y'all, I, I is, think I haven't gotten named, that far in the game. Name Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. So now that I did a uh, PlayStation One, what's the Xbox One? I think is overrated. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's take a look. Halo. No, it's great. Gears of War. Fantastic. Horizon. Absolutely superb. Let's, see, let's, let's take a look at X. I know there has to be an Xbox exclusive. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to think of a PlayStation one that I don't. Yeah, I got Persona. Persona's in there. Let's throw. Let's throw it away. Let's, let's, not, let's see biggest upcoming Xbox exclusive. There has to be something here. Uh, let me see. Oh, can I just say something? Here's one, but it's yeah, like the opposite of High on Life. Looks fun. Oh my god, yes. Everybody's like, it's not funny. <laughs> They're jokes. Oh, get over like, yourself. Get over yourself. You're not funny. You've never been it's... funny. Okay? Knock it off, Ugh. Twitter. You you suck. You overanalyze everything. It's kind of like... This is literally the f- like their fourth game. All right, real it's talk? been the same thing for every game. And now... Oh boy. It's like the Forspoken stuff when everybody's like... Yes. The, the same critique from every other podcast. I'm putting Now I'm putting every other podcast on blast Let's right go. now. Let's go. It looks like it has the writing of an MCU movie. It's like everybody said that. How about this? Critics out there, get your own material. How about that? How about let's not share the same brain for just a second here. The game doesn't look good for other reasons, not because of that one little 10 second. Am I in a game right now? Like the the edited clip for social media. Yeah. Relax. All right. And you know what? There's a lot of Xbox stuff. That's good. No, actually, no, I'll say it. No, I'll say what we're all thinking. Starfield. (laughs) Why are you excited? (laughs) I'm seeing it, and I'm like, that, that's, oh, a, that's, another, that's the thing. But you show me Redfall, I'm like, yeah, that's 100% my jam. So there you go. Oh, you know what? There, there's there's one that I, I mean, oh, I enjoyed. Minecraft. Minecraft, I don't get uh, it. I made a penis <laughs> house, and I was like, I laughed for five minutes, and then I left. I enjoyed most of it, but, like, I don't see why everyone totally fell in love with Deathloop last year. I'm really excited about Hellblade 2. Like, I really think that's going to be a great game. What I just wanna... happened? Was uh, there a glitch in the Matrix? Did no, you just no, send me my firing my, notice? No, that, that, was my, that was my silence of disapproval and Oh, how dare you? Okay. Uh, Green Gorilla okay, so Gamer Only one in. of us can have an opinion on this show, I guess. That's right. Mm. Only me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're right. Why did I get so... <laughs> I don't know, Joe. Why did you? Half of Nintendo's, like, <laughs> things... Oh, goodness. All right. <sighs> Green Gorilla Gamer writes, sup, boys? Uh, this is a long one. I'm going to butcher this. I'm sorry, Green Gorilla Gamer. So next week, I have some big news that I'd like to share with both of you. But for now, I would just like to say thank you. As the co- summer comes to an end, I've seen a lot of improvements in my life since going through what I did two years ago. And I would say that this podcast helped, but it was really you two that made the podcast what I look forward to listening every Thursday. 
It could have been any other host or co-host, but you guys take the cake. It has kept me going, and it was just a simple thing I needed to get back to a good mental state. I wake up every day and I don't just look forward to Thursday. I now look forward to every day. Oh my God, this is so nice. And there were a lot of things and people that helped me, but you guys and this community were a big part of it. So thank you, Joe and Kyle. The question this for, for this week, all right, I feel like there's a joke coming on because that was too beautiful and meaningful. I just thought I'd make it a fun and easy one. I spent $45 Canadian last night, uh, 5,000 V-Bucks to buy all the Destiny 2 gear. <laughs> and now I only have 500 left over. So what is the most amount of money you've ever spent in a game like Fortnite or Rocket League? And which game was it? Joe, I have a feeling you're going to say Fortnite and something like $60 or something. But I have a feeling Kyle is going to say MLB the show with something ridiculous like $250 spent. Uh, first of all, thanks for adding that second bit because I was legit almost about to ball like a baby. Uh, love you, Green Gorilla. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. Those, those beautiful. Whew. Thank you. A after the after the this week that we've had means a lot. Uh, um, can I can have said it better myself? Yeah, it's definitely will be the show. Uh, oh, boy. 250 is lowballing it, if right. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, man, it's probably in the thousands of dollars with just buying in-game subs to buy digital NFTs before there are NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> like, real talk, Kyle, I have, I'm laughing with so much guilt because like, I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to turn on my PS5. We could go through all the characters I have in Fortnite. I don't need to. That's shameful. It's like every so, month I'm that's buying the thing. something. I don't think about it in the, in the moment. But when now when I sit back and I have now shelved MLB The Show, because I haven't played that in a few weeks, I look back at all the money I spent on it. Like, man, that could have paid for my teeth. Right? <laughs> I, I take a lot of like, that is a good, sizable chunk of a student loan. Oh, my that God. That I'm just spending <laughs> for just a little bit of dopamine. And yeah. For like I don't know, like Ray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, with an AR fifteen, like something that what you're gonna play with for like an hour or so. Like real talk, Kyle. Fortnite. It looks like it's leaked. There's gonna be a Lady Gaga concert. Oh, jeez, you're all over that. I'm all in it because uh, if you all know, Lady Gaga could <laughs> right through my chest. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, thank you, queen. Thank you. <laughs> because in this house, we recognize Lady Gaga supremacy. So, yeah. And then I'm going to be Lady Gaga with, like, an Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, 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 bam, you know? I hope it's the meat dress outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's like her, her dress evolves into the meat dress. Uh -huh. And then yep. she's, like, she's doing the Yamehameha shit to, like, <laughs> I don't know, LeBron James. <laughs> I want well, Lady Darth Gaga Vader with the in the distance, though. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got an ungodly amount of money. Dude, oh god, god, this segment really is my favorite. Brendan English writes in, "How's it going, Trophy Room? What up?" Yeah. First off, he sent a good old fashioned email, and Brendan, I want like to apologize because you send a lot of great questions that I just forget to to check the email sometimes, and it's like literally the day after. I, I like we recorded the show. I was like, "Shit, Brendan, this is a really good question." Sorry, there, <laughs> mate. All right, 
we had a fun question for you guys. Imagine you are in charge of Sony's next big AAA game. The big bosses give you a free choice. What type of game is it? What studio develops it? But it has to be an IP based on a popular serial oh, mascot. Oh, oh, man. What do you choose? What style of game is it? Who makes it? Have a... Come on, man. We were almost on a whole episode. Have a banger of a day. Joe, did you think I was going to wait a whole episode before I said it? I was going to say it. Mm. Thanks, Brendan. Appreciate you. Mm. <sighs> I, wish I, didn't, I wish I didn't open this email. I want to... I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> I want a serial version of I, the first thing that that jumps in my brain is I want like a like a you know PlayStation Battle Royale version, but like I want Toucan Sam fighting like the the what's the Chaco <laughs> like vampire guy Count Oh Count, Count Chocula? Yeah, I want them to fight it out. It's funny you say that because I was also instantly thought of Count Chocula. Yeah, but then it would just be like a Castlevania type of game. <laughs> like, that, that's boy makes not- it. That's not original. Yeah. Um, Brawler. Hmm. And I, of, like, I want it to be gory as well. It's got to have, uh, as you say, a sweet num-num quality to it. Oh, my God. Uh, so what What right, mascot can Thanks, deliver guys. the sweet num-nums? Okay. Right. Uh, in a row. <laughs> <sighs> I'm trying to think of... Ma- oh, I want the... Um, hmm. Do you remember? Was it Honeycrisp's? Yes. Or or Honeycomb? That crazy fuzzball, insane mascot. First of all, what just happened to all the the like? Yeah, I don't know. They they just are gone. Because like I'm looking, I'm trying to look at like the cookie crisp do, mascot. Do you remember that Honeycomb one or Honeycrisp? Yeah, like it was like a, a half bee, half man, right? No, 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 no. I was just thinking the bee movie. <laughs> <laughs> What when you really think about that movie, it's wild that that was actually an idea that Jerry Seinfeld had and yeah. made. He's like, this uh, seems like a good idea. A bee suing humans for uh, it's wild. Yeah. Um, what was I going to look up? Honeycomb. Honeycomb. What do you mean it tanked? <laughs> He's a BFF. Oh, I can't share my screen with no. you, but this thing is truly terrifying. Okay. Look up Honeycomb. Right. Honeycomb mascot. Honeycomb as a massive. Truck goes there. Honeycomb mascot. Because you know what? This is going to be the longest trophy room in history. And yeah. Oh my God. That thing is. I want a game based on this guy. <laughs> Give me a platformer with this guy from the uh, Astro team. It looks Astrobot like team. just. It looks like Crash Bandicoot's face if he just bumped a line. You know what I mean? <laughs> And like just had legs, like no torso, just legs. It's, a, it's like a dust bunny with legs and arms and the face just all coming out of one spherical mass. All right, well, enough of this nightmare. We're going to the last question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares because of it. Yuna writes in. Oh, hey, Yuna. What up, girl? Hey. Hey there, guys. Hope you're all doing well. My question this week is what games do you guys suggest for? Someone trying to get into your favorite genre of games, JRPG, open world, that type of game. Uh, I've been thinking on this as it always feels like a question that people ask when they're trying to get someone uh, into a genre of gaming. It might need some JRPG beginners for Joe to try. Oh, that's a good, that's a good, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, so I throw the ball to you guys. 
what are your beginner games that you suggest to new players in your favorite genre? So my favorite genre is the the you know from from born games, mm-hmm. uh, or from self, whatever. You yeah. guys get it. You guys get it. Um. So if you want like a Soulsborne, there you go. Again, I have the flu. Hundred and three degrees. Hundred. I'm dot dude. Oh, it's good. I saw my grandpa. He was right here. <laughs> He's been dead for four or five years. What's up, Abuela? So I would say I think Fallen Order is a great Souls-like game for anybody to get into. It's an IP that you all know or at least have a vague idea of what it is. And it's incredibly forgiving. While at the same exact time, I saw so many people get back into Star Wars because of Fallen Order and at the same exact time get into the Soulsborne genre because of it. So I think Mm. that is a terrific game to start. But I would also be very bold to say, Kyle, Elden Ring. Hmm. Elden Ring's the easiest. You know what? Yeah, it's not as crazy at first thought. Because you can really, like, the thing about Elden Ring is the go-back ability of it. I can't beat this boss, but I can grind out a few, you know, areas and become a little bit overpowered to beat that boss. Or I could go get a mimic tier so that's going to help me out in combat and help tank bosses for me. Mm-hmm. So I would think I would think Elden Ring is is I've seen so many people go this is my first from software game and I totally get it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say Elden Ring. Oh, man, it's I'm just struggling to figure out like what my favorite genre is right now. Because it used to be like RPGs when I was younger. I still enjoy them. I haven't played one in a long time. Is my new favorite genre like Metroidvania games? <gasps> Could be. I, what in, about a roguelike? Like, because like roguelikes. Uh, yeah, yeah, roguelikes, yeah. So I don't know the difference, man. but they're both great. I feel like I just want to have people play Rogue Legacy to enjoy roguelikes. So I would, that's probably my go-to, but knowing full well that that game is also pretty hard, but I feel like it does a great way with onboarding you mm-hmm. and learning how to play it and finding what you enjoy, oh, excuse me, what you enjoy mm-hmm. a- and giving you that option to choose your play style better than I think a lot of other roguelites from back in the day. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I should say. Elden yeah. Ring, you say Rogue Legacy. Yeah. I think that's a perfect I think that's a perfect one and I think a perfect question to end uh the show on. So everybody, that's been the Trophy Room a PlayStation podcast. Again, we've talked about so much. We're very passionate about so much of it. Um and yet again, I want to thank this community for being just literally the best community on the internet. Uh, there's been just so much toxicity as of late. It's really hard to just get passionate about games. And it's really this community that keeps me passionate, that keeps me wanting to do this each and every week. Uh, without y'all, this show is nothing. So when I you know, see Green Gorilla you know, come out and say so many nice things, it... <sighs> thank you. Uh, yep. Seeing so many DMs about my good puppy, Marty. Um, Thank you. You guys don't know how much that has meant. <clears throat> Gonna get emotional. Um, you know, 
because he's he's my furry little gentleman. And uh, to see so many people um, come in and share their love and, and all that and their support and wishing my pup well, it really does mean a lot. And it's not left me um, since Saturday. So, so all week. So thank you all so much. Uh, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of here? Yeah, I'm going to spotlight myself before I go cry in the corner because okay. Joe was rude to me. Spewing right. some of that toxicity my way this episode. That's right. I don't feel very loved right now by him. Listen, uh, I, I think it's the flu that's making me so evil. <laughs> it's okay. I love you very oh, much. Uh, I know it's all in good fun, or at least I hope so. Uh, Mr. K-Step on... Oh, how dare he shook his head, audio <laughs> listeners. How dare he? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and everywhere at Mr. K-Step and go check out all the indie game coverage that I do over at 61indie.com. That's S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E. IndieCast, wherever you listen to podcasts services and you can find me over at mr Babbitt. you can find the show over at ps trophy room on twitter you can leave us a five-star review over on apple Podcasts, over on spotify we are literally five reviews away from the big old 400 over on spotify and again if you rate us five stars on either apple or spotify please screenshot it at us at ps trophy room and you're entered to win a copy of God of War Ragnarok, the collector's edition itself. Kyle Stevenson from the Trophy Room, the Arm Race. Yeah, before you end the show, because yeah. I I wanted to do this and I forgot about it and okay. I just remembered it. Please. Uh, I, I, wanna, I, I saw people sh- uh, sharing their love in the Discord, uh-huh. and I, I want to also acknowledge it here. Um, huge shout out to Jonathan Dornbush. Mm-hmm. who uh, is no longer at IGN and no longer podcast beyond uh, ha- what he has done. It, it was huge for that show. He, he filled in for some pretty big uh, shoes, did a fantastic job. That show is the reason why we are here doing mm-hmm. the trophy room. And that's the reason why a lot of you are listening to us because they found Joe on the trophy room or listened to when I, me and Joe were on there and found us or, or, and it's, uh, it's just incredible. So shout out to Jonathan. I can't wait to see where you go next. We appreciate you a great deal and we love you very much. Yeah. And you're welcome back here anytime, Jonathan. Yeah. Since you're free of PlayStation shows, like, you know, what? It's fine. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's happening sooner than you think. Who knows? <laughs> Yes, thank you so much. And yeah, Jonathan, um, best wishes to wherever you go. You're going to succeed and kick a whole lot of ass doing it. Yeah. And really, I I do want to shout him out because there's a few individuals in this space that give indie podcasts like ours a chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not enough people do that. And um, for him to take a chance on us really, really meant a lot. And for him to take a chance on so many others and to give them a spotlight. Um, yep. It really, really does help. It it helps fight the imposter syndrome that we feel day in, day out from time to time. So Absolutely. yeah, thank you so much. And makes um, the grind a little less grindy or the hill, not as tough to climb, I guess. Yeah. That said yeah. the next uh, beyond host. Now we got to get him on the show. We got to collect all the yeah. cards. We got to do it mm-hmm. just like the inscription. You know, just like the inscription, (laughs) like one of them inscriptions, y'all. All (laughs) All right, everybody. With all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye. Love you.